into the world. But to change the world in a way that means anything. It's slow. It's methodical. Welcome to 2-Bit Encryption, the officially unofficial podcast for Mr. Robot on USA. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about Season 2, Episode 11, entitled Episode 2.9, Python Part 1.p7z. Mm-hmm. P7z, that's an encrypted compressed file, right? Mm-hmm. Like a 7-zip? I think so. Encrypted file. And Python is, of course, a, a computer language. Right. But not immediately obvious, yeah. yeah, not immediately obvious how it fits in. And also, there's not a yeah. lot of snake imagery, because I was kind yeah. of, when I saw that, I'm like, okay, well, you know, there's going to be some kind of uh, Python-based hike, or uh, hack, uh-huh. or hike, as I like to call them. Or heist. Maybe they're going to steal some That's Pythons a, see, it's a, it, it, if you If you have a hacking-based heist, it's a hike. <laughs> it is. Uh, but I, it, it, where I was looking for, like, some kind of um, snake imagery, and I was thinking, like, oh, maybe they'll, they'll, or it'll be something metaphoric. Like, what is that? An Oribus? Is that the like the snake eating its own tail? The, oh, I don't know. That's cool. I, but, I mean, you could find probably anything in the conversation between White Rose and Angel this episode, but I didn't uh-huh. see, you know, other than the, well, if you hit on something hard enough, anything will fit. I didn't see any of that stuff. Yeah, and this is a part one, um, so maybe that stuff is in part two, and it'll become a lot more clear what yeah. Python is all about. Or maybe it's... Um, more referring to the language than the snake. I don't know that much about the language either. Um, yeah. I've actually never programmed in Python. Me either. I know that it's it's a pretty useful language. It's it's a high-level language, so uh-huh. it's not like close to the steel or anything. Right. But uh, I'm not sure what they're going for with that. Close to the steel. I, I, yeah. That's <laughs> what they call it, man. Isn't it a metal? There with I've never heard him say metal. Yeah, I've never heard him say like steel. Yeah, maybe it's titanium. Well, that's what they call Need it. Higher tech. We've close been, to that copper. Been making steel for over a thousand years, man. <laughs> silicon should be closer to silicon is what it should be. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. So what you what you think of the episode? Uh. <laughs> wow. You're halfway through a book. I, what do you think? <laughs> right. I mean, so I, I think it was actually a real big mistake to air these separately me too i think part one and part two they they were originally planning on airing these in the same night right back to back yep uh and for some reason during like the last week Mm -hmm. they changed their mind and said we're gonna air them a week apart and i think that was a huge mistake and i think it's because i did not like this as an episode of television we talked a few weeks ago how they altered the order of an episode arbitrarily and right and i think for the worst so i'm like i don't know why because it'd be it'd be one thing if this was a normal season of television and you take a two-party and split it over a week you know whatever but if it was designed to play on one night which i think it was and for this season to be such a fucking tease yeah and such a soft soft shoe tapping routine to delay the questions that were asked in the the very end of season one Mm -hmm. it really raises the blood pressure to have to 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 have this episode that if anything asks twice as many questions that we had before and and right. gives us no answers. Mm-hmm. And I tell you what, if we don't get a substantial answers or 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 points to where this thing is going by next episode, mm-hmm. I'm my, my lost bells are starting to get off. Now I know that's not exactly a threat to a lot of people because a lot of people dug Lost, and but I I I sure, have sure. I, I don't have any patience for shows that don't have the answers to their questions and just string people along anymore. Well, so I I'm actually worried about this show uh, 
from that very perspective, that lost perspective, because the one thing that lost, I feel did have going for it through the entire run was that they focused a lot on characterizations right? Sure. Um, and meaningful relationships between these characters. And that's not present in Mr. Robot very, no. very much. There are relationships, there are but they're weird. They're non-conventional. They're yeah. They're, which I kind of dig. Under, they're, they're underserviced. I mean, right. they've, they've separated most of the main characters right. for most of this season. Yep. There has been very little character building, f- relationship building. Right. It's been in isolation, and I, I don't think that you can take a plot and run it through the Lost Ringer without the characters to back it up, and yeah. the show just doesn't have it. So, yeah. I'm, I, I would actually say at this point that I don't think there's anything they can do in the final episode to make this season all worth it for me. Really, I think the season has been kind of a bummer and just, just dragging its feet. So when did you come time. to that conclusion? Because I feel like you were relatively upbeat up until... It was like a few episodes ago yeah. where I, I just realized we're three quarters of the way through this season and nothing has really happened. They yeah. spent five episodes telling us that Elliot's in prison. I, I think which that, right and was imagine, neat, but not worthy of five episodes. And, and imagine if this season didn't have the alpha or the fa- Full House episode, because I felt like that was such a it was so a, needed, a, a, <laughs> such a high concept, cool thing that it distracted us from the fact that we were kind of on a treadmill, right? For yeah. but I yeah and yeah I I'm sorry I just I have not been thrilled by this season at all, and it's tough to come on here and talk about a show that I really really liked in season one, yeah, uh, and see it fall on its face so so much, yeah. Although I agree. It's hard for me to see how the they will wrap this up and set things on a cooler trajectory for next episode. But I still think they might do it, especially if they're pivoting into some of the crazier things. Yeah, that no, I think I, we're going to have to entertain at this point. Well, here's the thing: like, yeah, they could set up a season three where I'm like, all right, season three is going to be right. awesome, but it can't salvage season two because season two should no, have been that the playing out of stage two. But I wonder, I mean, that's the thing that I've been pondering. Like, if season three is going to go into some kind of crazy matrix or time travel or android replicants, Westworld Blade Runner direction, it sucks because I don't think you needed a whole season to make that pivot. Mm-hmm. But that is a big pivot. And it you, it's like if you're if you're um, a Sam Esmail and you're trying to write this narrative arc and, and break down the axe, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes I, I think see, like season five of Game of Thrones had a similar problems where it's like there was too much material for a, you know, or too little material for two seasons, but too much for one. Right. Um so, or what, or what? What am I trying to say here? There's not enough <laughs> material <don't> <laughs> for one season, but too much to try to fit two seasons into. So I, I, I don't know, but it's weird that they also expanded two more episodes into seasons. I, yeah, it, it feels like they stretched it out. When, if anything, maybe this season should have been two episodes shorter than last. Like, if you want to pivot to something yeah. crazy. If you want to go back to the future, if you want to go fucking Blade Runner, then maybe you do a short one that d- does that pivot and, you know, we wake up next year in The Matrix. I, I don't know. But I'm worried, too. Yeah. For for me, I guess, bottom line is they kind of leaned into the wrong aspects of Mr. Robot for me personally. Mm-hmm. Like, I get why people would still be on board with this and think it's better than ever if you're into Sorry. kind of the, the higher concept stuff, the, the, the more artsy side of of this show. Right. Um, because that's all been doubled down on. Right. right. Uh, but if you're into the plot, which is kind of what I was in it for from the beginning. Right. Um, 
it's just non-existent in season two. Yeah, there <laughs> there are hints, there are mm-hmm. breadcrumbs, but man, they're sparse. Uh, okay, so I want to talk about a couple things before we get started because it's going to inform how I'm covering this episode. Okay. Uh, but first, I want to let everyone know that Sam Esmail himself tweeted yesterday morning that there is going to be another post-credit sequence like they had last season. Right. After this upcoming finale another knock on the door so get ready for that no that was the pre-credit sequence the post-credit was was white rose meeting with philip price that kind of opened up that whole connection yeah yeah the other thing is since this episode itself is starting to consider the what is being called on reddit the tyrell tyrelliot theory uh is i asked last week are there any definitive things that we can say there's no way that they were the same person this whole time Mm -hmm. and i got a couple responses richard c says uh, there is one inescapable gaffe if you're considering the Elliot equals Tyrell question. In season one, episode four, starting at 7.58 and running through about 8.12, Elliot says, shit, this is what Tyrell was talking about to the F Society group aloud. Romero picks up on it and replies, Tyrell? You mean Tyrell Wellick? Since when did you and the goddamn CTO of Evil Corp become, what, buddies? Mm, okay. Implying that he is a well-known public figure. Right. And that doesn't seem. Also, Anna says, um, if Elliot and Tyrell were on the same were the same person, and Tyrell was on the news as a scapegoat for five nine, wouldn't the jailers know they had the guy everyone is looking for sitting in his cell? Mm-hmm. Especially since he's also wanted for murder. So I think that at best you're going to have a situation if the Tyre- if the Tyrelliot theory is correct that you're going to have a situation where Mister Robot or or Elliot kills Tyrell. Right. And then Elliot can, uh, subsumes his personality. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the theory we've been on board with for a while now, right? Well, no, I mean, I don't know. Like, I I definitely started turning the corner, but I was kind of like, well, maybe Tyrell and Elliot, the same person from the beginning. I don't think that's any longer possible. I mean, yeah. Yeah. it just... If it's if it is possible, because, yeah, it's possible. You could do, you know, explain anything away with some combination of drugs and delusions and time manipulation and who knows what yeah it was it was in the drinking water romero's lost his goddamn mind right He's on lsd water right or elliot hears people refer to e-corp as evil corp so right what what, what are you gonna okay do? well i'll say i've been on that train for a while okay that there's no way that tyrell and elliot were always the same person um but yeah, I wanted to kind of talk about that before, so because that I'm going forward, I'm going to assume that there's no way Tyrell and Elliot could have been the same person prior to the climax of last season, right? Uh, so yeah, okay. Do we want to get into the recap? Yes. All right. Elliot's laying in bed. He's thinking about how he can stop E Corp from winning. Comes to the determination that he can't, but maybe he can stalemate them, uh, which I like the the little. You know, he doesn't say stalemate, but that's certainly what he's describing here, uh, having them not win. I like how he's kind of let Mr. Robot's, the the battle with Mr. Robot inform what he's going to do with uh, E-Corp here. He's also thinking about how he can become the silent observer of Mr. Robot, and he calls upon the powers of schoolyard science to induce a lucid <laughs> dream. Uh, yeah, no, he's, you know, he goes into this this chanting mode where he says, My Are you way, making light as a feather, stiff as a board joke? No, it, oh. I mean, he says it was like, oh, a kid I used to know oh, did oh, oh, this right, right. thing. Uh, a kid by the name of Sam. Right. Is this a meta reference? Probably. Okay. I'd imagine so. Yeah. You can't tell me that Sam Elliott doesn't lucid dream. Yeah. <laughs> That's how he <laughs> writes his life. scripts. Yeah. <laughs> 
He doesn't write the scripts. <laughs> no. He watches Mr. Robot write no, them. No, it's the Nightman comes in and... <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, pays the troll toll and out, he wakes up and there's a, a bunch of neatly typed pages of manuscript on his on his nightstand. Yep. Uh, so I'm I'm wondering here, like, Elliot's saying, well, I guess Angela's right. We can't beat them. They're always going to win, but maybe we can stop them from winning. Do you think that Elliot maybe just doesn't know that he already has a plan in place to win with stage two? Well, I don't think he considers that his plan at this point. Right. Does he know that stage two was all part of was was thought up by him? Well, I mean, that's like what, Darlene yeah, when, does. Did they? Yeah, no, they did. Because when he went to the right, he was on the he was somewhere reading those logs, wasn't he? Uh huh. So, I yeah, I think he okay. I think he does. And I think that he thinks that Mr. Robot is in. Well, I mean, this isn't a thing. This is uh, the whole season's been him trying to defeat Mr. Robot. And now right. that if Mr. Robot's a tool of the dark army then he's definitely in the in the um he's definitely in the enemy list. I thought it actually was a really cool concept that he's going to try to flip the script on Mr. Robot. Yeah. I, I thought like that was like I was super excited to see all this stuff happen. Yeah, that's uh that's a really good idea. Um especially when you combine it with this lucid dream state. I I really like that a lot. Um I just wish it happened a few episodes earlier. Mm. <laughs> Maybe paired with something a little more interesting. Um but we go on to Joanna, who's looking at the location of the phone that Elliot tracked for her again and proclaims it the greatest gift Tyrell sent them. This is where the episode starts to fall apart for me. Scene okay. two. This is a fragment of a rehash of a scene we should have actually seen the whole thing. Uh, yes, and that, but that's something that's kind of in the robot wheelhouse, is it seems like they're, like, as I thought we were going to see the conversation between Angela and Dom before the gunfight. We, there's, right. there's what, 25 minutes missing of what I'm sure is a very interesting conversation with Angela and White Rose. Like, mm-hmm. again, this is only going to be a deal breaker for me if we don't get these answers this season. But this is the pattern. Like this I is get it. this is well within the wheelhouse of Mr. Robot to completely ignore what the audience actually wants to see, what the audience probably should be seeing in favor of mystery, in favor of delayed gratification. There's well, like I said, I think that's fine so long as it's contained within a season. I mean, and you, and you can have one or two questions, or like you can have answers that open up new avenues of thought, but you have to close out some of these files, or mm-hmm. you get to be lost or X Files where. You've got the tip of the iceberg or the answers you get and the uh, the iceberg of the stuff that you really care about and stuff that they've kind of led you down the garden path on never gets revealed or answered. and They're just dead plot lines. And right. I just don't know. Like I said, I'm going to withhold a lot of judgment until next week. Next week might be a really bad podcast if this is Maybe. all punted next season. Uh, so what do you think she means here of all the gifts he sent? This is the greatest we ever Who received. Who the fuck knows? Any theories? It's, it's interesting because I combined this with the direction of government issue, or the, the, the reaction of government issued face man, which was disbelief. Mm-hmm. Joanna knows, like she's yeah. not disbelieving. This makes all the sense in the world to her. And, and it's a really good thing. And, and, and I hope that I can share in her smug satisfaction next week, mm-hmm. because if not, I, I don't care, and I'll probably forget my next season. So, right. Um, but yeah, I have no clue. How could I? Do you think? Well, okay. I guess that gets to the root of some of my problems with this stuff. Is do you think there's any way you could know? Do you think they've given you any information to no. inform? Oh no. 
what that scene actually means. If if there was, someone would have found it and, and made the connection on right. You know, someone would have made the connection. That's my thought too. I I I feel like that's just cheating. Cheating what? That the audience literally can't guess as to where this phone is or what she's so impressed by. Well, there's two types of mysteries. There's a the type of mystery where you're supposed to find out what's you know what the plot is. Like mm-hmm. you're invited to try to solve it ahead of the heroes. I don't think that's this kind of mystery. This kind of mystery is you are in the role of the protagonist where you just don't know what the hell's going on and mm-hmm. things are progressively revealed. The thing is they have to make sense in retrospect. That it's like cuz you don't, you know, I don't is it, is it possible to know that Bruce Willis is dead in the sixth sense? I think so. On first watch? I mean Probably. I, I think the information is there. But it's all there, but until someone says, hey, he's dead, like, I don't think people put this together. So, like, this could all make logical sense, and it's all been foreshadowed. We just don't know because the ultimate reveal hasn't happened yet. Sure. Uh, okay, Angela's being transported to an unspecified location in the back of a van. She gives every excuse in the book as to why they should let her go, but they just turn up the radio. She didn't try. I need to drive. Pee. I'm about to shit You're my right. pants. You're right. I'm going to push my cheeks. spray through this I'm gonna, grate. I'm going to che- put my cheeks up against this grate and spray you all. I had White Castles for lunch. You're playing with the ticking time bomb. God. So, no, she didn't use every excuse. Fair. Fair. Uh, I miscategorized her excuses, but she used a lot of them. A lot of them. Uh, you know, I, I've made copies of this thing. Do you think I'm insane? Of course I made copies. Uh, I don't think she made copies. I don't I think, think she made full copies. full of shit. I think all of her copies are with the Nuclear Regulatory Agency. I don't think she. Yeah. I, I think she's got jack shit. Uh, so there's some some jazz song playing. Did you recognize this song at all? I didn't. Now I did start recognizing all the Back to the Future songs before. Before I so I actually made an organic connection. There's actually nice. f- four Back to the Future songs. Four. I only recognize two. Um, apparently, there's this other one that's called. Uh, I'll, I'll look it up while I read. But yeah, there's there's um, Davy Crockett. Davy Crockett is in Back to the Future. Who yeah. the hell is that? It's like an, it's in the background. I think it might be even like when he's crashing into the Twin Pines, like something. I I, I don't huh. remember, but okay. I do know that, and people have asserted it, so it must be true. Right. But the sax is the song <laughs> that like Marvin Barry is playing at the yeah Enchantment Under the Sea dance before yeah. Mar- you know Marty gets in there with his guitar, right? Right. Yeah, I, I well, and then, of course, Earth Angel is the other one that is, is playing while his one. mom and dad kiss, and his right. family comes back right and, before we get Johnny Be Good. Right. Uh, yeah, I definitely recognize those two, and I can I can see the scenes in my head, but I don't remember Davy Crockett. And if there's another one, I'd like to know what it is. Right. Um. So yeah, she's she's just being taken out to the country. Then Dom's being looked at by her doctor, but she's insistent that she should get back to work. Much more valuable. Uh. On the job. Time, time Bomb Town is the other song from Back to the Future to play in this time episode. Time Bomb Town? And I, don't I recognize it. I don't either, but people asserted it, and when I went to look it up, it was actually mentioned as part of the Back to the Future soundtrack, so must hmm. be true. Okay. Uh, Dom's boss sends everyone out of the room and tells her the bad news. China has given E-Corp $2 trillion in zero-interest loans. Holy shit. Uh, she says they they have to tell the government that it's a setup and it's a trap, but her boss says, nope, it's too late to go through the proper channels. Uh, they're already too in bed with China. And Dom asks him to promise that she can do the interview with whoever she's going to interview here and sends her home to rest. Right. Um, here's I, I, I guess here's the problem with this, and this is where, like, his I don't know what's going on with this the boss. Um 
And man, someone sent us in a feedback, and I've and, and I've, I've in my cutting and pasting notes, I've lost it. But he mentioned like right after our podcast last episode, he goes, "The big problem I have with this is that if they don't immediately address this, because you've got two guys with submachine guns doing a hit on a diner with an FBI agent present there twice now." <laughs> yeah, and this is on native soil. Like, if this isn't right. like a yeah. red alert on the FBI's, and everybody's not losing their shit, but and if this is still being swept under carpet, that is a giant plot hole. That's exactly they're treating they're treating the director of the FBI like he's the grandpa with Alzheimer's. Like, just don't you know? Make sure he doesn't find out about your gay uncle, so the Christmas party can proceed. Like, mm-hmm. how? What the fuck? If I'm the director, I'm like kicking asses and like, what the hell is going on in this country? Now, maybe he's a pawn of Evil Corp and White Rose too. How this maybe. goes all the way to the top. But the sure. fact that I'm like Dom, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Yeah. Like, you're going to deny all these obvious, obvious connections. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now it's it's just totally overt. I mean, it's not even it's not even something where you need to read between the lines. No. Uh, you, you know, Dom's been right all along <laughs> and she's finally like frustrated to the point where i don't know man i'm not even sure dom's gonna be an fbi agent much longer right she's gonna join f society probably. no I don't, <laughs> I don't think that's gonna happen but Turns she might she's elliot all along she might put on a, a batgirl costume or mm. something and go into the night yeah some vigilante justice because she's not getting it done through the proper channels it's just Weird what they're doing the Santiago character because he's both the like oh no you're making too much of this uh, Dom you're being silly and also right. hey let me let you know about my personal conspiracy theory about this two trillion bit uh, E Corp bailout like uh-huh. wh- whose side is he on man I, I so uh, the impression I get of this guy is that he's unwilling to rock any boat without concrete proof and now at this point it's a little too late to rock that he's boat Agent because- Skinner from FBI. Well, sure, okay, you found yeah. a Bigfoot and uh, an alien fucking the president this week, but <laughs> a kid with psychic powers, Mulder, come on. Right. Come on. <laughs> this is the FBI. Yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah. Not nearly as sexy as Mitch Pelegi, though. Pelegi? No, I, I don't know how to say his name. Yagi? Uh, so Angela wakes up to find herself pulling into, uh, not not herself, to find the van she's riding in. Pulling into the garage of a suburban home, she is taken inside and locked in a dark room with a computer and a fish tank. Then a girl comes in and declares, we don't have much time, need to get started, and she starts up a program on the computer, uh, and it's it's a test, and she's asking Angela really bizarre questions. At first, Angela refuses to answer until the girl shows her some marks on her back and says, they'll beat me if if you don't answer. So she starts answering questions. Real weird ones, like, do you ever cry during sex? Have you ever thought, fantasized about murdering your father? Giraffe or seagull? <laughs> I, I'm a giraffe. I'm definitely a giraffe. Uh, you flipped a turtle on its back. It's tr- struggling to get over. It's baking the hot sun. You're not helping it. Why? Uh, so this is framed and 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 intentionally evoking imagery from the rep the test to see if someone's a replicant. I forget the actual in universe name of it from Blade Runner, and I got the that Voight, as soon- Voight Comp is that yeah. Here you go, there That's you go. The it's Voight something or other, yeah. and I got that like as soon as I saw the little girl come in and start answering the questions. I'm like, yeah. Jesus, is, are they? Wow, they're all the crazy theories that have been kind of dismissed by oh, the mainstream, yeah. the mainstream Mr. Robot me- media, like I feel like they're either 
teasing us about it or they're actually promising us and I'm not sure which I'm more afraid of. Because hmm. even the fish slowly dying in the end is kind of like that turtle thing in real life. Okay. Like, are you right. concerned with this giant, beautiful koi fish that he's just going to sleep? You're just going to – Angela presumably has just watched him suffocate and die. Without... Conclusive proof that she's an android. I'm telling you. And here's the thing. <laughs> this little girl – you're selling the scene short because this little girl is essentially Angela 20 years ago. Right. She's using... I'm not selling it short. I was just describing it. I know, but I'm saying, like, <laughs> just saying the scene doesn't do it justice. She's using a computer that I think Angela probably used as a girl. Could could have used, it, yeah, if, certainly. If yeah. you buy her assertion to Darlene last, that she was just as nerdy and she was hurt that... Right. And she would have to be. I mean, she's working it all safe with Elliot, like... And by the way, super nostalgic. I, like, Commodore 64 was my second computer mm-hmm. and like it was like you know all, all that stuff was was really cool and nostalgic um there's the hang in there poster which yeah. was an audio visual or what was a it was was a piece of imagery that was encrypted in the soundtrack of a previous episode mm-hmm. it's also i think a statement of hope from sam esmail that we are going to hang in there till next week yeah well, that was episode four, man, and I've been hanging in for another seven episodes. But it's and... such a weird framing where like they pull in and there's this like they they park with this tennis ball thing, which is like super kind of anal retentive, and they're walking through this house where all the faces are covered with post-its. Why don't and they talk? Note. Why don't they talk? Why would they? Because they're human beings. Because are they? Well, okay, fair enough. I want to cut one not. open and see if fucking baby food comes out because that's what I'm right. thinking is going to happen. It's going to be, it's it's uh, it's going to be, uh, gonna be a bunch of blue goo. Or yeah, I was going with aliens. Off. Uh, Man, they're I, aliens. No, no, not aliens. Like the movie Alien. Oh, the androids right, are right. alien. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, I I don't know. Like none. Did any of this actually happen? Because how would White Rose put all this together unless art- unless Angel's an artificially constructed person or her memories are implants or she's been under some kind of scrutiny, which kind of White Rose implies, mm-hmm. how would she have the knowledge to put something like this together to test Angela? That'd be like if someone invited me to my seventh, my seven-year-old bedroom to interrogate me on a TRS-80. Like, well, how? How would you know all these things? So... I think I think this scenario can be easily faked. I mean, you don't need to know anything about Angela to actually set this up. Uh, you, so you don't think this little girl is supposed to resemble Angela as a child? No, and also, she, why she does she definitely Angela... is? But she's dressed in her modern day clothes, right? Like, is so I, I've got I've got Angela in the van, uh-huh. and and I say, well, she's dressed in a black blazer with a black skirt and a white shirt, and okay. her hair is pulled back. All right, she's blonde. Like, okay, set this shit up in in. During transit, mm-hmm. have her get there and ask her a bunch of random fucked up questions that don't mean anything. She's going to be confused as shit, and then you say it was all a test. Where do you come? Where does the Dark easy. Army come up with a blonde little blonde girl that can that's, do this kind of act? That's what I'm saying. That's like, a good question. Like, yeah, did they kidnap right. this girl? Is this like a paid gig for her? Is this a Craigslist ad? Yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> the the outfit can easily be explained. All the other stuff is is crazy bizarre um right but but white rose mentioned something later on about you know call this uh, a test for for something or gullibility right this might just literally be the gullibility angle that white rose is taking like Uh none of this means anything i'm just fucking with you and i'm i want to see who you are because philip price has valued you okay 
I don't see, and again, I, it's not immediately obvious how, because I'm very skeptical of those fucking personality tests. Right. Like, you know. Do they even oh, mean anything? I'm a, I'm a LBC or an NDP right. or a DIPSHIT. Yeah. Exactly. Like, <laughs> the, the, it's, they're essentially, a, I, I believe, and I know that others have strong feelings, I believe they're essentially astrology charts. Uh-huh. They tell you a bunch of good, strong, positive things that everyone wants to believe about themselves and one and two flaws just so you're not fucking right. perfect. And yeah. there you go. That explains all of your human behavior and, 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 and whatnot. So. Yeah. It's already a tough. It's already a tough sell for me that this is going to tell you anything about someone, mm-hmm. especially like Angela seems more of a psychopath than ever because none of this shit phases her really. No, I. I mean, and like you know, it's like I I'm, guess the she's empathetic enough that she will comply with a stupid, crazy test where she probably thinks she's going to die anyway because she just want to yeah. see a little girl get hurt, but she's not empathetic towards a big goldfish essentially like I, I i don't know i was just like hands in my head like what the fuck this whole scene right and there's i mean there's the connection with the fish we know that she took qwerty from from elliot when he right. went to prison so like i don't know what that means that's qwerty 20 years from the future yeah that's oh. they, those carp never stopped growing man yeah time traveling qwerty <laughs> Uh, okay, let's move on, because there's another half of that scene to talk about. <laughs> right. Uh, Philip tries to convince his government contact, Jack, I, I forget this guy's title, uh, to back E-Coin as the, the He's currency the chairman of the, of the US. Federal Reserve, I think. Okay, that would make sense. Um He's he's trying to get him basically to take Ecoin as adopted as the U.S. currency, right. essentially like Something in effect, like not yeah. like officially. Oh, dollars no more, and Ecoin is all we use. But like you allowing them to use Ecoin in the capacity they want to, to make use it loans is and settle debts. That's legal tender. That's, right. that's the definition right there. Yeah. Um. So this guy protests, but of course he eventually relents because Philip's going to get his way. Yeah, because Philip Cause is a, a god in this country. Uh, mush spined i don't know yeah Lacking. no i mean philip is the he's the most powerful man in the world except for two people so right. well, and of one course, of them's elliot of so. course this guy is going to be and that's always that's always going to be true no matter what the change of a circumstance no matter world events or history the fact that he's the most powerful man in the room is still going to be something that he can use as a get out of jail free card that's why i, I so. think philip price is a terrible terrible character what are his limits how many? That's fair. How many? Like, like, I just it's, it's instructive. I just watch Narcos, you know, and this mm-hmm. see, it's all about a man who's the most powerful man in his world until he's not. Right. When yeah. is what is the situation where Philip Price is no can no longer go in a room and Jack finds a spine and says, you know what, fuck you. Yeah, I mean, when when does his ego kind of get too big for his britches? Or he like, just can't. He no longer can. He's writing. He he writes checks that his ass can no longer cash. Right. Like, you don't got the power. Like, you used to have that power, but you don't got that kind of power. Like, where is the scene? Like, even if it, it would be even awesome if I got, like, a Mo Green scene where, you know, he goes in the casino and's like, you're trying to muscle me out. You you don't have that kind of power anymore. I know all about your shit. Go back to New York and get your shine box. And I don't know. I just, just blended, like, three different gangster movies. But that's what it's like. Right. Like, someone at least try to smack him. And, yeah. and like, then you can show Philip Price... Re- Empire Strikes Back in him, but, like, no one ever even tries it. Yeah, it's more like... Except for White uh, Rose, who's uh, probably Phillip, one of the... I can't do this. You're a- like, you're asking me too much. I can't do it. My my boss will never go for it. I mean, they do say like, that. It, 
Right. But then, I mean, but that's such that's like the flimsiest, weakest argument. It's not like an argument for why they shouldn't do it. The whole it's an argument for why I can't get it done for you. Sorry, buddy. No, essentially, the entire U.S. government is Marty McFly, or no, uh, his dad, uh, right? Uh, George George McFly. McFly. Yeah. Oh, gee, Biff. You know, uh, right. I, I need more time to copy your home. It's all a bunch of. I uh, maybe maybe that's a maybe that's intentional. <laughs> Jack's the the George of this universe, right? Maybe so. We need Mayor Goldie to give uh, this guy a pep talk. Come on, man. You can't let someone walk over you like that. All right. Angela answers even more cryptic questions, ever more cryptic. They devolve, they spiral downward into just this hellhole of crypticisms. She ends up getting, uh, she ends up getting in a vicious argument with a robocaller at one point. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm uh, kind of doing the same thing where, like, every day I get called by someone trying to sell me a security system, and I just scream into the phone, take my phone number off your list, and it just goes <laughs> on and on. Uh, she doesn't know how to answer the question, is the key in the room? And so she gets a call that's basically a text adventure game. Eventually she understands that and gets it right with the help of uh, a copy of Lolita on the table. And the test concludes, and the girl says, I'll be back with your results. Yeah, the internet tells me that key in my fist, fist in my pocket is a Lolita quote. I've never read or I never seen have. I know. Lolita. I, and, and mostly because I feel like if I did, I'd be on some kind of list. And I don't. I've already got Even enough. Even just your own mental list. I know. And I've already <laughs> got enough weirdo things about me that I don't need to be on another list. So right. um, I mentioned that on the last time I think we did a Kubrick podcast. Like, I probably need to get around to seeing that. But no, I, I'm completely – I mean, I know what the book's about, obviously, because I'm avoiding the list. But uh, I, I did a little bit of reading on this, but mostly about, like, the characters who who are quote-unquote doubles because, like, as it relates to mm. Angela in this room with kind of herself. Right. Um, interrogating herself. Right. Asking these questions to herself. Um, and I guess that's a theme that runs through the book. Like, there's a character in there that – is essentially a double of one of the other characters, huh. and and that character is using this other character as telling a story with that character, but really in the back of their mind, they know that this is me. Do you? So the other thing about it is that I know early goings, there was a lot of references to the Kubert version of Lolita right. with yeah. with Darlene and her heart shaped glasses and her screen name, and we just thought that was like, oh, well, Sam Esmail is going through the list of film uh, makers that he wanted to play homage to now it's actually referencing the source material mm-hmm. um i don't know maybe and there's more a, to that i'm the wrong person to analyze it though it's like a solution to her problem here or proof that she's she is or is not an android that her programming has not or that she will, or that she or... will accept the ability that she can make she can will something to happen right like is is her mind flexible enough to can or are, are there four lights or five Picard kind of thing? Yeah, I don't know what the key in the fist means, um, but I'm sure other people. Yeah, like if you really want to know, just I'm sure it's on Reddit somewhere. Right, an explanation. Actually, it's not. <laughs> I, I, it's I'm, not. Man, I spent. It so, will be okay. It will I, be, I know. I just I'm been sure. spending so much time sifting through this stuff. Like yeah, I've spent at least eight hours researching and 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 uh, this episode over the last two days, and I still feel. Yeah woefully unprepared for this spot and it's super frustrating i wonder how much of my antipathy towards this episode in particular is that frustration that i could feel like unless i can explain everything i failed and i can't and how could i because this is part one of a part two and also like if i bust my balls to explain it and it's just all made obvious next week then Mm -hmm. what the hell 
it's a, it's a bad trip, man. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I also did hours of research on this thing, trying to wrap my head around scenes like this. Like, what am I supposed to be taking away from these things? Right. Because I just, I take away nothing. I mean, honestly, I take away nothing from these scenes. I'm just like, well, that's a thing that may or may not have happened. Uh, what am I supposed to think about it? And I feel like this is like part of the reason why part two should have been aired with this, because if they're going to explain it, I I don't like being left entirely vacant at the right. end of the scene. Right. Um, I, I need something to grasp onto here, and they're giving me literally nothing. Uh, and I feel like maybe that explanation is in part two, and if it's not, holy shit. Uh, but if it is, I wish I, I had that. Right. Well, there's interesting, because I... I did find something I thought was interesting. This idea is philosopher John John Locke had this thought experiment about the key in the door. Have you have you familiar with that? No. So it's a thought experiment, um, and it's on, on the nature of free will. And the idea is that someone wakes up in a room and they see a door. They choose to stay in the room and not leave through the door. What they don't know is the door is locked, and they never possess the ability to leave the door. And leave the room. The person believed that they stayed in the room through their own free will, when in reality they had no choice. Mm -hmm. Uh, Locke here arguing that we all believe that we have the freedom to act however we want, but in reality we can only act a certain way with the belief we choose to act that way. All their options are impossible for us to complete. What does that... Is that an interesting concept in the fact that the illusion of choice and the illusion of free will? I don't know. It almost feels like the opposite of what white rose is trying to tell her later on but that's kind of like when she came in and said the door wasn't even locked like i said that's like that's the inverse of this thought experiment no the door was locked but then it was unlocked at some point and or was she saying that you had the key in your pocket and the pocket was in a fist uh i her her i thought her message and maybe i'm wrong about this but it was oh you just let a locked door stop you like that's where it ended for you Mm. um you you weren't trying to pursue other avenues of escape, other avenues of unlocking this door. Um, that's what I thought she yeah. was getting at. Yeah, but I, again, I don't like their... Doesn't she say, like, oh, that's just lazy or whatever? But, I mean, there's two two adults that look like they could have prevented any kind of possible escape from Angela if they wanted to. The one guy could yeah. have sat on her, and what would she do? <laughs> sure. Um, you know, I yeah, she could have kicked the door down, but, like... I feel that's a horseshit thing for White Rose to say because other unless you start talking Neo from the Matrix, mm-hmm. I don't know what avenues Angela has to escape this particular situation. Right. So that's just a bunch of shit smack talking. Yeah, it's it's more philosophical than it is based in reality. Yeah, it's like if I'm arm wrestling with my son and I say, you know, you, if you really want it, you can beat me. No, no, you really can't. No, unless you invent an exoskeleton and bring that to the party, I'm going to beat you every single time. There's just no possible way. Like, I I don't – but that's the problem when you start talking in riddles and shit. Sure. If people start questioning, like, the underlying premises, it can can be a bad time. All right. So Dom's cleaning the the blood off of herself at home. Uh, Some inexplicable reason she doesn't actually shower here. She just wipes herself down. I would shower personally sure. if I'm getting into bed. I'm and covered I have... with Cisco's blood. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm going full decan- decontamination, man. Right. I'm getting in the FBI shower. Right. <laughs> uh, the the Mulder shower. Yeah. You yeah. just got covered in alien goo. Yeah. Right. Slide me in there. Yeah. 
Uh, so she gets into bed. She can't sleep, so she asks Alexa a series of more and more depressing questions. Uh, I have some depressing questions of my own, such as why does Dom put her glasses on to talk to Echo, to talk to talk to Alexa? But she thinks Alexa is attracted to the librarian type. I guess she she doesn't want to be alone. She's yeah, trying to this, impress Alexa. There's this uh, short version of the f- film Her buried in this season, which I kind yeah. of enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's got. She really has no one, and I, this scene is pretty good. This scene is very, very sad. I also think, much like last week, that the book open to the link server was a distraction from the pile of mail, which turned out to be the real gold mine that we were supposed to pay attention to. Right, right. Uh, that this is an elaborate misdirection because she starts the conversation with Alexis to, I'm sorry, Alexa, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. To to set an alarm so she won't oversleep for something that she needs to do. Mm-hmm. She gets so wrapped up in these existential angst questions with Alexa that she forgets to set the alarm. Right. And then goes to sleep. I think that will be significant in the next She's going to miss the interview. She's going to, yeah. 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 And that'll be the thing that drives her away from the FBI. Something. But, I mean, that's like yeah. we, we, we're wrapped up in how awesome the scene is. And we're supposed to, I think, forget that she forgot to set the alarm and that's bad. Right. Just like she did. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I feel for Dom, right? She's been right all along. We've seen her just up against this brick wall of incompetence, brick wall of of apathy in some mm-hmm. cases. Like, mm-hmm. she just can't move the needle on this case, right. even though she's got all the pieces and she's put them together in the right order. Uh, and she's just completely alone, completely unvalued. Right. Uh, and she, you know, has a moment where Alexa just won't even give her what, what she, she needs. Wants, yeah. yeah. Do you think that this is further... Like, this is very similar to Elliot's beginning arc in Mr. Robot, where he was the only person that that uh, all safe that was proficient and, you know, like he was better than everybody else. And also he's a superhero on the side. And right. I feel like that this, again, is more parallels to her and Elliot. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where they're because they're building a lot of connections between Elliot and and uh, Angela and Darlene and Angela and, and or I mean sorry Darlene and Elliot and now Tom and Elliot I still would love to know where they're going with all that yeah I mean I guess I could see a scenario in which Dom learns that someone up top in the FBI is crooked um is a traitor but th- th- uh, so- something and and realizes that F society has it right that this whole system needs to be rebooted right because that's the thing like I started up. realizing this the, in the last two weeks that it doesn't matter if Santiago is dirty because the very top levels of the federal government are in Philip Price's pocket. Sure. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if you've got a few good guys at the bottom or a few middle management that's trying to do it's because that, it, it's rotten at the top. Mm-hmm. You can solve problems rotten rot from the from below, but rot from the top, it's it's all rotten. Yeah. It's uh not not good. Anyway, after a good long while, White Rose enters the room that Angela is in, and she reveals that all of this has been a test and expresses her surprise that Angela is still alive uh, 90 days into this thing. She also says that the Washington Township accident has made Angela who she is and that her mother and Elliot's father both died for a reason. Uh, she reveals that that reason to Angela, but it she does it off screen after saying some more cryptic bullshit. Uh, is it significant that Angela is approximately nine times more valuable than Elliot if we judge how much time she's willing to give them? 
<laughs> Ellie got three minutes. He did. Angela gets 28. More than nine times valuable. That's true. Uh, I mean, I, I want to say maybe Elliot has met with White Rose a couple of times, or at least spoken has he? to her. Like, probably off-screen. Everything happens off-screen in the show. Um, uh, if Elliot's having conversations with White Rose off-screen, I'm calling bullshit. Well, I mean, to to plan something like a stage two. Okay, if Mr. Okay, you're talking... Some some entity some, that is Elliot's Some brain. instance of the Elliot routine has right. manifested itself, and yeah, yeah, okay. Pro- probably. That would be my guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean... Angela gets a long conversation here. How, how, did you is notice- she asking the right questions? Is anyone? Yeah. Are you? Am I? Is that am even I the right question? Uh, am I? So the one thing that, that that jumped out with with White Rose this time, and I don't know if this has been the case in all of her manifestations. I don't think so. But she had shockingly blue fingernails, right? Cobalt blue fingernails. <laughs> <laughs> referencing back to these mines in Africa that we've talked about, like uh-huh. this is yet another thing that this is significant. Uh, everyone's paying attention to the power plants because of all the brownouts and like maybe some skips in time due to brownouts. Are you you pick? I've, I've heard this theory, but right. like you know, you, you you can't have your arch villain walking in with cobalt blue fingernails and like the plot involving some cobalt mine in in the Congo and not have me sit up and say, what the fuck. Like that, right. I, I I need I need to know what's going on at this at at, at this point at this factory and and this mine. I kind of need uh, to know. I by, mean, I, I kind of need to know at the end of the season. It was the blue fingernails that did that for you in this. It's scene? just because I'm just thinking it's, another... it's where she says like, uh, this event has changed the course of your lives and it was worth it and going taking humanity sure. to the next level like that's the shit that i'm like but the, the, here's huh? the thing like i think there's different levels that shows work at like you got background mid-ground foreground right yeah. and the, the thing that's that's perplexing about mr robot is like it's fine if you have these background mentions of my, these are things like keep in mind mm-hmm. don't forget it but like it might be a little bit more of a submarine plot but when they start doing you know, talk about it more and more, and have more and more hints, and then more and more foreshadowing. I feel like that it's starting to bring this stuff up, to, and everything is coming into the foreground, mm-hmm. which makes me want answers to it. So, like, if 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 the mine right. and the power plant, all that stuff is supposed to be background stuff, why are we talking about it so much if we're not ready to get there? Sure. I mean, the next episode has to answer a lot of questions. I mean, it's <laughs> if it doesn't answer what the hell is stage two, what the hell does this plant have to do with it? Right. Uh, what is this project even that White Rose is talking about? Like, I, I don't even know what to say. Well, and it's also this whole thing about willing things to happen with Angela's experimentation with um, affirmations. Uh-huh. Now, I think there, you, the, the reason I'm willing to accept that affirmations work is because you're not changing the world. Mm-hmm. You're essentially changing how you view and you're, you're, you, these, these are internal changes. Like, you have absolute control over how you react to situations right like how you feel how you think and how you emote about reactions are all things that are on some level your control Mm -hmm. outside the world you can plan but you don't really have control unless you start contemplating science fiction and supernatural scenarios which i think they're asking us to do here yeah they're they're essentially the the rousing locker room speech before Mm -hmm. every football game you've ever seen in a movie right? right like yeah 
that's what those are. They're they're doing that to yourself, right? Uh, keeping you charging ahead, right? In the face of whatever the the random ass world is going to throw at you, right? But you, but you have this like stylishly dressed character asking questions like the definition of real, and I'm starting mm-hmm. like this is Morpheus. Yeah. What is real? No, I mean, the, if real is what you can see and taste and touch and shove up your ass, well, then <laughs> real is just whatever your brain tells you. It's, it's like, come, what? Yeah, no, she is She is both the Oracle and the Keymaster in this scene. <laughs> and Morpheus. And, and, right. She's all of the Matrix balled into one, and Angela And she's wearing Carrie Ann Moss's wig, and let's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's just missing the leather. That's all she's missing. Uh. Yeah, no, it's... uh. There's a lot of interesting stuff to talk about here, I guess, or nothing we can say definitively, but things to speculate on. I mean, the fact um, that she's at the intersection of all and that, like, that implying that maybe there's some grand plan, either intentional or in a cosmic sense, involving Elliot and Angela at the Nexus. Right. And, and it's part of some plan to take humanity to the quote unquote next level. And is that and is, does that explain what why she's been like mean? supernaturally good at everything she's tried since Allstate? She went from middle management sales in Allstate to uh-huh. striding this global enterprise. Okay, let's go. Let's go far out. Let's take in some into consideration some theories that are floating around. Let's do it. Angela's an android. Okay, and Elliot is an android, and this project is some some kind of android construction. Totally buy it. That's depot. plausible. Okay. Was insane at the beginning of the I, season, but is now plausible. I still think it's a bridge too far for this show. Okay. I, I think science fiction is not where the show lives. Science fact is more where the show lives. I think they're asking for Westworld to eat, eat their lunch if they're going to that angle. <laughs> right. But, I mean, I guess I could see a pivot. It would be a real big stretch for me. Yeah. I guess I would follow it down that rabbit hole and right. just say, okay, well, I thought this show was one thing. I guess it's not that thing. Right. Let's move on. Um, I don't know. I suppose it, it would make sense ha, have in the context seen any of what the, we've seen. Have you seen any of the MK Ultra theories? Sure, yeah. Because we got mind control through drugs and... Yeah, someone emailed that to us. Um, yeah. But we can talk about that because MK Ultra was a, a CIA program started in the 50s. It was canceled in the 70s and F- Freedom of Information Act request. We... Uh, know that it was a plan to you know try to control people's minds through drugs and mm-hmm. uh, a, 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 a torture and abuse and electrical experiments and all kinds of things to render like yeah it was essentially the the kind of horrible shit you hear about the Nazis with their electricity and their sure. crazy doctors that's the shit we were doing too right and I've I've read all kinds of explanations for what this is like was mm-hmm. this like a seriously like our version of the Nazi occult shit. Like, you know, someone had a personal bug up their ass and read too much science fiction and trying to make uh, trying to engineer a Manchurian candidate that you can embed that would then awake at a, a keyword and assassinate the premier of the right. the Soviet Russia or like or down to this was actually the silly shit that was distracting from the fact that the F, the CIA was just enhancing their interrogation and torture techniques. Right. Like. That's the whole point of the program was to extract information and, and effectively torture people. But we throw all the sci-fi garbage, so when people find it, it, that's going to be what makes the headlines. Who the hell knows? Right. But I think it would be an interesting way for the show to lean into that, like there are some kind of modern day product of this MK Ultra type training program. Yeah, I suppose so. Um, 
it explain it would probably explain a lot. Um, I guess the other theory here is that White Rose is a time traveler. Yeah, that there are time experiments going on here, or maybe not even time experiments. Maybe this is like the portal through which White Rose travels mm-hmm. at this Washington Township thing, and you know when when Angela's father or when Angela's mother and Elliot's father were killed, that was kind of you know the first instance of it right that was a creation of this time portal or something well what's so the other thing is like if so if there's some kind of scientific thing behind this it it i don't understand white rose's assertion where she says i don't want your i don't want your proof i want your belief Mm -hmm. like belief to me is something that's not necessarily factually accurate it's something that's more in 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 the the realm of, of faith you know? Well, okay, I, I'm I'm with you, and I'm going to go down this road with you because I think you're onto something there. Okay, we know that White Rose is worried about the position she's in with Price, right? Uh-huh. Whether whether she thinks she can beat him or right. thinks he's actually a real threat, I I think she was rattled a little bit last okay. episode when Price is essentially like, "You're going to give me this money, and there's nothing you can do, or I'm shutting you down." And she complied, right? She complied. Now. Price has had Angela kind of in his pocket the whole time, and this has been his pet project. Uh, I think this is White Rose's attempt to understand what's going on there and regain control um, through Angela. Hmm. Like if she can, if she can co-opt Angela by gaining her belief in the project, then maybe she can use Angela against Price. Okay, so you're saying belief in like a an, an ideal or a movement. I need you to follow me rather oh, okay. than price. That know? makes sense. That that's just where I'm going with it now. Right. It could be something entirely different. I mean, right. what what were you thinking as far as like Well, no, I was thinking like belief. well, this I think the people like essentially cuz like that's a thing like you could walk in tomorrow and say, "Hey, you know, spoilers for our primer uh, podcast is going to be coming out in a couple of weeks. You come in tomorrow and be like, hey, I cracked the whole time. You know, you thought I was fucking uh-huh. bald move. I actually can travel through time. And I'd be like, yeah, fuck you, buddy. But then if you took me to a box and we went back in time, I no yeah. longer believe you invented time travel. I know it, right? It's proof. Yeah, yeah. And she makes a distinction between the two. It, so I'm like, true. anything that's going to be some kind of science-based, like, I'm going to show you the secrets of time travel. I'm going to show you how to mine. Like, that That makes no distinction. But if you're say, if, if this is an evolution of the sacrifice for the greater good theme, mm. like, you're looking for proof that there's some kind of nefarious thing behind a power plant. I'm not looking for that. I want you to believe in what we're doing. Right. That okay. that that actually makes a lot a lot of sense. Yeah, that's essentially where I'm going with it. Because um, I would be pissed uh, if I found out my dad died from some kind of bullshit pollution thing. But then if I found out that that somehow was the only way that we could get fusion, and it turns out fusion is going to work next year, like I think my yeah. con- my feelings would be a lot more complicated. And, and then I'm a time traveler who knows that the world is about to end in ten years sure. if we don't do this shit. Like right. But even like providing fusion without for humanity, it. I think would be worth. Don't right. tell my dad. But I think if <laughs> I wouldn't make that decision, but if someone uh, did, I time don't. Code. Let me get the time code here. What's his email Send address? Send him on his birthday too. Okay. For maximum pain and suffering. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like that's you know like a worthy enough goal. Like that's you know that's why um, you know people can contextualize their sons and daughters dying in war if they right. believe yeah. in the cause. Yeah. If they don't, then it's an affront to their humanity, of course. But Sure, and I think I think you're right that that's that she's wanting her to believe in the movement, yeah, not just be a pawn or a dupe or a person trying to be a whistleblower. 
Yeah, and and Angela's a bit of a wild card for White Rose, too, because she says, you were supposed to die by my calculations 90 days ago, the day after 5-9. So did you do all the calculations on that? Okay, yeah, so I just said the day after 5-9. Right, someone on Reddit did the actual math on that. They they did the math. And apparently this is 8-8, I guess. No, it's 8. I think it's 8-9, because... I could be a day off, but the reason we know that is because Elliot, on the facts that he sent to law enforcement, put it was either right. eight eight or eight seven. And this is the next day. This is and, the next day, and if you yeah. subtract nine, that you, you, the math works out that it's five ten. So, implying that everyone involved, pawns or not, should have been liquidated. Yeah, and they weren't. And I, I think it was all part of Elliot's stage two, right? Like, well, the other he's question, using stage two to protect them. When she says, I'm surprised they haven't, who is she talking about? Because I thought yeah. Dark Army would be the one to liquidate him. Is she talking about Philip Price's organization? Well, she definitely at one point says, um, normally I would have just have you, had you murdered. My associates would have you murdered. So, Oh, so she's, uh, uh, I guess Dark Army could be her associates. Yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. That's my impression. But it's a weird, since she's the boss lady, it's weird to hear her phrase it that way. My associates... I, I mean, I, I guess she's not actually a part of the Dark Army? No. Is that what we're to take no, away from no that? No, way. No and way. And that she's using the Dark Army the same way she's using the Chinese government and That's not E-Corp. Any, yeah, I mean, that's possible, but it's not how I understand the structure. Okay. Because, again, when they needed Dark Army's help, mm-hmm. who showed up to give Elliot three minutes of her time? white rose that implies that she has the ability to authorize operations so that implies that she's the boss right so i yeah i don't i don't buy that she is not i think she's at the tippy top of the dark army power structure but you're right i I think i'm i think i'm with you but the counterpoint to that would be when philip price needs money from the chinese government who does he go to zhang right who doesn't have direct control over that but is that does he is he like that's what i'm saying No, i mean we know that his that that his position is not one that would give him direct access to the money. Well, yeah, but Philip, right? Philip Price it. isn't the supreme overlord of the United States either, except he is. Like that's what I'm saying. Like, right? I, and I thought we talked about that. That yes, even though his he's like a minister of whatever he was, uh, c- c- cybersecurity. Or, I, I think so. Yeah, security. If, if there's some kind of shadow of government running in China, there's nothing saying that he can't be at the top of that. Just like Philip Price's okay, sure. part of this shadow government behind the real legitimate government of the United States. Yeah. Which makes my head hurt and why I think all this some of this stuff is silly on a on on, on a on a on a, a basement level. Uh is there are there any other theories to talk about before we move on? Probably, but I can't think of any. Something with like this. If have you ever thought, if you imagined something, you could will it into existence. I mean, but that's again. I mean, is that part of whatever project is going on here? Right. Who knows? I mean, that's like you know, magic, the force, matrix territory, which we've covered. Right. Uh, okay. Well, then let's move on. Elliot's successful at turning himself into the silent observer, and he watches Mister Robot decode a message on a takeout menu that sends him outside his house. Um, he follows Mr. Robot through a post-5-9 market. Uh, just kind of a, a makeshift uh, bartering uh, hub. And, uh, you know, I wrote, I feverishly wrote down all these clues, and I'm like, you know, this this cipher and the Rot-13, and, and when I'm like, huh, that's really weak. That's that's uncared. And I, But then I started researching, I found out this was literally the first step of like a 12-step 
DEFCON Easter egg hunt. Now, if you don't know what DEFCON is, DEFCON is this annual cybersecurity conference that usually happens in Las Vegas. Right. Uh, and they, they get up to shit. Like, you know, you might go there and get your phone hacked as mm-hmm. a demonstration of what people can do. Or in this case, yeah. you could do this very, very complicated multidisciplinary hack that would get you like a little prestige badge or something. But this is word for word, like everything about it, the cipher, the uh, clues, the, the resolving to the phone number. It was all literally the first step of this of this of this epic Easter egg hunt. So okay. I don't think there's any huh. – I don't think – like this cut down the woods of Eridos, like the, the Perrin pages, like there's nothing there except for an homage to this Easter egg. Interesting. It felt – actually, okay. I kind of was disappointed because it felt a bit lazy in well, in context. Yeah, they started off with the Caesar cipher, and I'm like, uh, that's pretty weak. Yeah, like it's that's all – the weakest no, of I, all that, encryption. That, like I know – but the thing is, is like for I guess a layman audience, they don't they don't understand like ROT13 is literally the first thing you might – like that's how right, right. on Usenet we used to um, protect people from spoilers. Uh-huh. Like that's how trivial – like it's like, well, you, I want you to be able to break this, but I don't want you to accidentally read it, so I'll ROT13 it. And usually right. you, you had a – like you could like sh- – Control Alt R over a text and it would automatically rot or unrot it. Ah, okay. So rot thirteen literally means shifting the characters. Like A becomes M. Yeah, M it's becomes a, a Z. Form of a Caesar cipher. It just which it, is it just just just, just exactly rotates that. it forwards thirteen thirteen characters, half the alphabet. Yeah, uh, and I, I guess you know these is okay. Well, if there's nothing to the parent pages or this Eridos thing, then. I guess we won't talk about it. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. It's like, oh my, I guess, but that actually cut down a lot of effort I had to do because it was just <laughs> literally clues that you could use to solve this first step. So let me ask you this: the relationship between Elliot and Mister Robot has been evolving this uh-huh. season. Um, he found himself in a stalemate. They came to some sort of agreement. Now he's trying to reverse this process. Do you think that Elliot maybe has found a way to control Mister Robot to at will? Maybe. Um, take over maybe i mean this is certainly a baby step because i thought it was interesting how he was able to maintain the facade enough to get on the path but then he was involved enough that he actually snapped his consciousness back into mr robot unless tyrell is a as another fracturing of his of his psyche (laughs) maybe that's what it is like tyrell shows up and suddenly mr robot's gone there is not enough space for three of them right they can't manifest all at the same time now we did talk about that phone call back in the day uh, when he's in prison, and he gets a call from Tyrell, and Mister Robot's also in the room. Like, right. there is oh, yeah. that that yeah. moment, but it's a, a moment, and he's on the phone, and right. maybe maybe there's something there. Uh, I suppose it could also be that this is all part of Mister Robot's plan, and that Elliot hasn't actually uncovered any new abilities, but Mister Robot is leading him down the path that Mister Robot has always wanted him to take. Yeah, you, you just don't know. I mean, because obviously Mr. Robot has been the one with this plan in the works, right? Well, I mean, but stage I do like the fact that in, unless Mr. Robot is just unfazed by Elliot suddenly manifesting himself at a time he's never done it, yeah. I do buy that Mr. Robot is unava- unaware that Elliot has gained a little bit of the upper hand, and I think that's I, I a would super useful too. power, especially since Mr. Robot doesn't know about it yet. Well, you could also say that Mr. Robot knows everything that Elliot knows, um, but we know that's I don't think that's true. Or he would have seen Elliot right away. Well, he could be pretending not to have seen Elliot in order to get Elliot to do the things he wants him to do, right? I mean, that's been 
Mr. Robot's motto the whole time is... I guess. I'm going to lead you down the the primrose path here. So you think that, that Mr. Robot was hardened to the fact that Elliot might manifest himself in his, his consciousness... And was prepared for that fact that, like, if I ever see Elliot creeping in on my sub, in my in my peripheral vision, I'm just going to stone face it. Or I'm not going to react. Or I'm Mr. Not Robot gonna... is sitting in there in his silent observer mode, saying, "Oh, look at Elliot trying to take control of me. Let's fine. Let's give him what he wants, and we'll lead him down huh. this path." Okay. Like, oh, guess... okay, your mind awake, yeah, body yeah, asleep. Yeah, yeah. Bullshit, you're right. Elliot. There's no. I mean, that's frustrating, but you're right. There's no way you can prove or disprove that. Right. Shit. And and I don't know that that's actually what's happening here. I know, I'm kind but you of, can't, again, you can't say you can't rule it out. I, right. I'm I'm sort of playing Mr. Robot's advocate. Uh, but I I don't know. I, I think that's another thing that is is really hard to grasp onto in this show. Uh-huh. And it's kind of the point of this show is yeah. the psychosis of Elliot and these different personalities and how do you deal with that? How how do you function? <laughs> When you have multiple personalities, um, I I don't know. It just becomes harder and harder to tell what's real. And even Elliot himself says, "Look, my perspective. We know. We know that's complete horseshit. Yeah, N- nothing can be trusted when I'm seeing it or thinking about it. Uh, that could be another way of just saying, you know, this scene is not what you think it is. It's just weird because." To go to your point from the start of the podcast, I was sold on this show because it was essentially Batman with a keyboard. It was right. someone crusading yeah. for justice, Me too. but with you know a terminal and social engineering instead of his fists and his batarangs. Yeah, right? that's pitched right down the center. And for I me. think that's an awesome story. And I I've now gotten into this Fight Club Matrix I Back to think... the Future thing, and I'm like I'm still hanging with it, and it's potentially be yeah. cool, but it's like so different from the show i thought i was watching mm-hmm. and even when we did the mentally ill angle like i still like okay well that's that's another interesting angle to add on top because you know batman's fucking crazy too right that's one of the interesting things about him his he's fundamentally kind of psychotic and and his one sh- thing of uh, a, sh- a shred of sanity and goodness that he can hold on to is he doesn't kill folk <laughs> right that's what he hangs his cowl on at night and, but they struck a really good balance of that in season one and they could, like I said, again, I'm fine, like, because when I sat down to watch Matrix, I thought I was watching the same thing, and I ended up getting a cyber superhero show, and I was totally cool with that. So, like, right. I can see myself being cool with this, too. It's just I'm I'm still in the what-the-fuck-is-going-on mode, and I don't, and, and again, this is such a huge pivot from what I thought was going to happen. I'm with you. I'm with you. It, it's changed fundamentally. But here's here's an interesting point, I think, anyway. Let me ask you this question. Do you think that the well has been poisoned at this point? And what by, do you mean by, that? by introducing a, a narrator that is not only unreliable, but but full-blown insane. Yeah, unreliable to the nth degree. Right. Do you think that they can ever walk that back? Do you think they can ever reground this show? I don't know. Can people with mental illnesses be healed? And but, become sane through therapy and but pharmacology. But my, my point is, are we as an audience ever going to let the possibility that this is all a ruse, that this is all in his mind, that none of what we're seeing is actually happening go? Well, so it just depends on how they do it. Because I can see a version of the show where the arc is the hero not only be, 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 be porky pigging, <laughs> that, that the hero not only is on an arc where they're solving justice on like some kind of global scale, but they're also mm-hmm. can, getting control over their own mind. 
Like, you know, right. what is the end? Like, is, is this going to be a story of how Elliot gets his groove back and attains happiness and becomes a whole person through these? Like, is this the hero's tale? But would or is this going to be a continuous spot? Well, I'm saying it's like, I think you can tell the story of like, just like in uh, the, the using an offhand example, Homeland always devo- uh, re- rotated around when it was good. Uh, you know, Claire Danes and her fragile grasp on mm-hmm. sanity and, and her treatment and how that in, impacted her career as an analyst. And, you know, something you, you, you worried about her going off the deep end, but then, you know, when she was on her meds and doing her therapy and doing her work, then you could, I, I think you, they could do is things where we're understand that we can now trust the things that Elliot, and maybe there's some tells where you can like, Oh, well, Elliot's off the wagon again, or, I, I think there is a version of the show where that they could tell that story and we could believe it. Now, there I think will it's be, getting more and more difficult, there, especially when Elliot himself says I'm unreliable. Um, right. And and I, I feel like like Mark Watney floating toward right. uh, what's her name in a jetpack, yeah. the captain in a jetpack. Uh-huh. If I fu- like, I'm about to go off the deep end sure. here, into fucking space, and I can't come. If I back. let go of this yellow strap, I'm dead. Right. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And and I I think the straps are getting thinner. I was gonna they're say, what's fraying. your what's your yellow strap at this point? I, I don't know that they're even there anymore. <laughs> I feel like the straps have You're been just Iron Manning back, at this and point? I'm I'm watching it all go by in the rear view. Here. Okay. Because hmm. I I really don't know how they bring it back around for. You know this already conspiracy-prone audience hmm. uh, on Reddit. They're they're going to be like, "Oh, sure, this is all real. Yeah, yeah. we believe you, Sam. Whatever." Yeah. yeah. Nah. I mean, I I think and that's the thing. Like, even as I grant the possibility that they can tell a story that brings us back from that precipice, I think they've reached a point where there's now they got to a point where I think that would disappoint some of their core fan base. Probably. Yeah. Like they the show has changed because so I'm honestly. I mean, I've been in a lot of shows, like True Detective at its height, um, right. you know, Breaking Bad at its height. Even Mad Men got Lost like in their Dante circles. Like, I've been through some some series that have these crazy conspiracy theories. But I think right. Mr. Robot might be setting records. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Like, if you look at the front page of Reddit, like, there's barely any thread that's been on there for more than an hour. Like, I was going through and I like looked through six front pages before I found stuff from like the day before. Yeah. Which is still within twenty four or forty eight hours of the fucking episode being released. Like I did the churn, and and I don't know. Maybe it's because that group's got mods that don't know what they're doing or they're overwhelmed. But like this, just a churn of information and and the unbounded theories and the fact that nothing is falsifiable. Like you can't right. like, and that's the main problem for me. Mm. With, well, and there's there's the a conti- there's a core contingent where they're like. We were watching the show with the with the trust that stuff like Tyrellit and time travel and mind control and all and Android possible all that stuff was not possible. Right. And this episode kicks that door down and I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know that this episode That's kicks not that me. door I'm down. Just saying, um, yeah. Well so it is for a lot of people though. For, for a lot of people, and I can understand why. Sure. Uh because it does it does seem to point to a lot of things, but I don't know that it actually kicks the door down and says this is what it is. I will tell you that what's bringing me back more than anything is not even a faith in Sam Esmail. Is just that I really still enjoy the performances um, of you know okay. the character of Elliot and Darlene and even Angela. I'm finding still compelling to watch them put through their paces. And huh, 
you know, there you're right. There's not as many characters as Lost, but the characters they have are unique and weird and neat, and the show looks amazing. And I'm a audio visual horror, so that's still like kind of keeping me going. Where if this show is even a little bit less well acted or well shot, I might have you know as dismissed it as garbage. So. I I'm not going to say anything about the acting here. I don't I don't want to say like oh Portia Doubleday can't act or R- Rami Malek can't act. Mm-hmm. I think they're being directed into a corner. Like all, Even re- all they're giving me is just just icy coldness. It's almost an impenetrable mask that they're wearing, which I get it is part of this show. You uh, feel that way about Elliot, huh? Less so about Elliot. Okay, it's mostly like. Angela, I feel like you've hated Angela. I don't need. We don't need to go down that path again. You've you've said right. enough I, how that you. I just, just don't, don't. I don't think you can read her. I, okay. I mean, a tear comes down her face. Why? Like is 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 she sad? Is she confused? Is she angry? Is she hurt by all this? I is I she don't leaking organic it. fluid. Right? Yeah. Is she? <laughs> is this all a ruse? And uh, I don't know. Can she eat? Uh, <laughs> Has anyone seen I, her? I just don't. I don't like that performance at all, and it's not. It's not necessarily on the actor. I feel like she's being told, "Do this thing." Okay. Um, Rami's Rami's better. Uh, he at least shows some emotion. There's an an emotion more than just confusion on uh-huh. his face uh-huh. at any given time. Yeah. Um, like I love the scene where he like with him and Tyrell in the cab, where like it seems like a yeah. man really fragilely trying to hold on to his sanity. Right. And kind of coming to the conclusion that nothing that I can do would, re- like, you know, prove that I'm sane. Yeah. <laughs> Especially to a taxi driver that and I like immediately that because... refuses to speak English from time to right, time. Right, that's... Ugh. Th- that's where I... Man, shit like that, I start it's to roll infuri- my eyes. It is infuriating. I roll my eyes because it's not It's not for the sake of plot. No. It's not for the sake of anything, but... but perpet like edging edging the audience this is fucking ridiculous at this point doors close at the doors open at the end of episodes and you see people's backs right and and a guy these people refuse to speak to angela i don't know if they're fucking robots or if they're mutes i know uh you're right edging and it's like is sam is is sam next week going to take us to completion or is he going to punch us in the nuts and or labia uh, it's just not a fun experience, <laughs> even if I do get off at the end. Like, I, I, I'm. It's not for me. It's okay. not for me. This style of storytelling is not for me. And, okay. and I feel like it's been a complete change from season one, which had very important things that they were moving toward and okay. constantly moving toward. Right. Sure. So, uh, one other thing in this scene is Terry Colby. Definitely walks by, yes? Definitely? I think definitely walks by. The way he's standing, his height, his hair. Even his glasses his suit, from the side. Yeah. He's, everything. He's, in the, he's in the digital bazaar where people are selling e-coin on the streets. And he's and... got a bag in his hand. I don't know what he's doing. Maybe he's selling uh, Scott Knoll's head. <laughs> who, who knows? He's stocking up on $5 flags. Maybe. Uh, but he definitely walks by. Mm-hmm. Doesn't notice Elliot. Um, I don't even know if he knows who Elliot is. It's interesting because what this reminded me of is anytime like you're watching Black Hawk Down or anything that takes place in like 
you know, Somalia and they're always going, you're going at his market where people are just, right. there's just open bazaar where, you know, you've got an ineffective government and ineffective economy and like people are just reduced back to the barter system. Like this is evocative of going down one of these third world bazaars and mm-hmm. people are just scrounging for, I can, can I trade this for food and can I trade food for this? And I, I thought that was kind of, I'm finally starting to see the threads of society that I've been wanting to see from the start. Yeah. Yeah, three three months in, uh, I think Terry Colby's got copies of his books in that bag, and he's trying to barter those. Oh, you have to trade a lot of books for even one e coin. I'm afraid no one gives a shit about your last honest man in a Mad Max world. Yeah, no, he must be up to something else. It doesn't strike me as a man who needs to be at this market bartering. Right? Terry Colby has money. He's got connections. He's got e coin. I'm certain of it. Tell me that Philip Price doesn't just hand him the e coin he wants. I mean. I guess, especially if he comes through on that, oh, that, that Oba- Obama right. uh, Congo deal. Maybe this is part of it. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's going to barter with the Congolese. Turns out Obama was born in, in the Congo, not Kenya. <laughs> God. After all. Right. And his real birth certificate's <laughs> in the bag, sure. The Kenya thing was a smokescreen from the real truth. <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, so Angela goes to her lawyer's house and tells her she needs to forget about all the stuff she said earlier and never call her again. Uh... And I, I got to say, loving her sign, what happens at grandma's stays at grandma's. That's that's a little creepy, grandma. Yeah. I don't know that I like that sign. Let's play grandma's favorite game. The key's in your fist and the fist is in the pocket. Uh, yeah, no, a little, little disturbing. A uh, little disturbing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what do you make of this scene? Uh, She's clearly a convert, right? To White Rose's way of thinking. Not just a convert, but her... I mean, we've talked about her strange affect this whole fucking year. This is turned up to 11. Right. And you also have the brownout, and the the, the TV, like, rewinds five seconds when it comes back on. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a fucking glitch in the Matrix. This is the black cat crossing your path twice. Like, this... Right. I, there's no other explanation than... And and I know a, a person went back and looked at, like, you know, because this is what you do when you're going crazy about a show. They went and watched the season and looked at all the other instances of brownouts to see if there's other kind of things that happen. And it doesn't seem like they were, but, like, I that's – that's I thought this was an effective scene, actually, if you want to accept the fact that they're going to some kind of back-to-the-future Matrix place, mm-hmm. that this was creepy and – and strange and weird in the way it kind of it kind of needs needed to be. Yeah, I I also thought it was effective an effective way to say you know if you're not going to tell us what Ro- White Rose actually said to her, at least tell us that Angela Angela believed it. Yep, and she does. Yep, uh, clearly. So Elliot arrives at the location that Mister Robot was headed to and remembers, oh, I'm actually Mister Robot. I can do this thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, he hesitantly gets into a cab. Tyrell gets into the same cab, and Elliot frantically asks the driver if he can see Tyrell. And cabbie's not having it. He kicks both of them out into the street, and Tyrell tells Elliot, "Stage two is ready, and you're gonna love it." Mm-hmm. And then he ends with, "I guess a Casablanca line at the end." I don't know. I've never seen that shit. <laughs> I know. It was your birthday present for me two years ago. Still haven't watched it. Uh, It's in the shrink wrap. (laughs) uh, I don't know. Um, I thought that... I thought it was great. I I looked up to see what this guy was shouting in Arabic, and it's just stuff you like, what the hell are you doing? Right. 
you're acting fucking crazy. Get the fuck out. Yeah. Like, it wasn't any confirmation of, like, yes, I see two people. You fucking... And, but that's the thing. Like, this guy can speak English. Mm-hmm. Why does he insist on screaming at Elliot in Arabic? I mean, this is... This it's is, just intentional mystery. It's mystery for the sake of mystery. Right. And I fucking hate it. It's, yeah. It's ridiculous. And this should have led right into episode... The second part of this episode. Yep. But I'm it doesn't. I'm curious to see what what you make of next week. Like, I hope that you haven't crossed right. the Rubicon as far as going to war with the show that Me if, too. If, if they come, if, 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 cause I, I'm, I am, my body is ready uh-huh. for the matrix and back to the future. Like I, I'm fine. I'm fine. with like, you know, this is, I, I thought I was watching Batman, but now, uh, aliens and predators are running around. Sometimes Batman gets up to that shit. Okay, fine. He's hunting, yeah. hunting, hunting aliens with predators by his side. I can, I can, that's actually badass. I'll roll with it. Batman we'll and Alien versus Predator. Oh, Batman versus Aliens. BVP. BAVP. BVAVP. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't know that I've crossed a Rubicon. I think what I'm going to have to do is chalk season two up to just something that happened. And if they can hook me for season three, it's experimental I'll, I'll jazz, definitely baby. be back in. It's experimental jazz. Jesus, isn't it? Is it ever? <laughs> it's not exactly a toe tapper. Nope. Uh, uh so I so just to give you a scope of all the things that are floating, I, I found this guy Red Wheelbarrow eighty five on Reddit that had kind of compiled a list of the open questions that we have, and I okay. want to review these. Christ. I actually Christ. I actually cut out a bunch of that I thought were kind of ticky tacky and shit, but yeah, yeah. this is like his the, the the core stuff that the Reddit community is wanting answers for. What happened in the three days after the hack? Legit. Uh, what happens in phase two, and who does it affect? Uh, is Tyrell actually alive, or is the dumb Tyrell theory true? <laughs> Why did Tyrell need to be off screen all season? That's a meta question, but I'll allow it. What right. happened to the popcorn gun? Uh, what is Confixture Industries, the site with the QR code from Elliot's notebook in season two, episode one? Mm-hmm. Is Cisco dead and Darlene alive, as we all assume? What did Darlene whisper to Elliot when he got out of prison? Why was Dom spared during the FBI shooting in China? Why did Angela learn, or what did Angela learn from White Rose and the rest of that 28-minute session that suddenly made her not want to pursue legal action against E-Corp? Was she abused as a child? What, uh, was that what the kid that looked like her was about? Did she and Elliot bond over this? Why, did Ange- why should have Angela died 90 days ago? Why does she have the power to, or does she have the power to imagine things into being? Why did the TV at the lawyer's house rewind after the brownout? What address was Tyrell's phone that got Mr. Sutherland and Joanna all hyped. Mm-hmm. What was the point of Joanna's storyline all season? Why did she date Derek, <laughs> threaten to divorce Tyrell, and then have that storyline drop entirely? How much does she know about the three days after the attack? What were White Rose and company doing with the Washington Township plant? Uh, are the and subsections of that, are they human biohacking experiments? Experiments of fusion power? Time travel? Are the power brownouts going on across the East Coast connected to the Chinese hackers uh, or Tyrell, Mr. Robot, or something else? We know the answer to that. What? I mean, the government's talking about the energy crisis they've got but going they don't, on right now. There's no explanation for it. I mean, yes, it the could economy be, is crumbling. But you we, don't think they don't have the ability to keep the workers on so staff? So a nuclear to, power plant is at the center of this. You don't think that has anything to do with it? Not as much as the Washington Township thing does. I think this the, that's a byproduct of okay. the collapse we're seeing. All right, one out of twenty-eight questions you've, you've no. I, I, so I think a lot of these <laughs> questions are either tied together or you're not going to get answers and don't expect answers. Really? Like, like the the thing with like what did White, White Rose tell Angela? Well, 
she she told her exactly what's going on at the Washington Township thing, right? You like don't... this is this is what we're trying to accomplish here. Hmm. Otherwise, what does she tell Angela that makes her believe? I don't know. That's 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 the question. Um, I mean, I guess she could have just straight up lied to her, like, "Oh, we're we're making we're perfecting the grilled cheese sandwich." Oh, I believe in that. Yeah, let's do it, White Rose. But I think those two questions, secret, like a lot of these questions, are inextricably linked. Secret is uh, premium bread and three cheese blend. Well, uh, sure. What yeah. are the wider motivations of the Dark Army? Who killed Romero? Where are Trenton and Mobley? Remember them? No, I forgot all about them. Um, are the and the final one? Are these constant allusions to old movies, books, and television shows? Little homages, or are they part of the wider message of the show about how all of our minds are media damaged, and media obsessed, and media controlled? Okay. I if it's some kind of meta like Sam Elliott shaking his finger and wagging his head at us. For being uh, and, and our role as citizens, I'm going to be livid. I will flip every table in a five mile radius. I mean, you don't think that's what season one was about? A lot of the time. Well, yes, sure, but I don't. Sure, I'm not sure if that's the theme you want to lean into when you're making a show that's this itself media obsessed and up its own ass. I man, you're preaching to the choir here. Okay, I think this show has gone so far up its own ass. There. There is no show anymore. It's all just ass. Uh, I look at it. It's, and like, I just the gar- see ass. it's like the gargantua black hole from Interstellar. It's so like it's like you've you've passed the event horizon. All you can see is asshole. Right. You need to go to you need to contact the six dimensional beings to work your way up. Yeah, they need to rein this thing back in. Okay, for season three. Okay, in my opinion. Shall we discuss feedback at this point? Is there sure. anything else you want to say? Uh, well, this is the the scene with Earth Angel. What what the hell? Still have no information on what stage two is. This has been the MacGuffin the whole fucking season, and we still don't know anything about it. Yeah, nothing about no. it. Mm-hmm. It's infuriating, and it's not. It it's involves not the plant. It involves it not well. I mean, it involves the plant. It involves the mine in Africa. That's the only thing I'm sure of. And if you put together, like I said, I think this is inescapably pointing with when, with the Blade Runner imagery. This is inescapably pointing towards some kind of again. I'm not saying that they're literally androids, but some kind of cyborg or biohacking. Like I, right. I can't see how this show could pivot in a direction that's not at least along those lines. I just can't. Which surprised me because I, I honestly felt like with all the hacking being so grounded in reality, mm-hmm. like these are actually things that happen in real life and have happened in the real world like all of that grounding tells me that this isn't going to be a sci-fi but it's looking more and more like it could be is this the sci-fi version of game of thrones where like all the political intrigue was the grounding in reality and then dragons you know like i mean except you know it's this fantasy world not earth 2016 right like Mm. yeah fair point before we get to feedback, there's a couple things I need to tell you. Not all of them are advertisements. Advertisements. Well, none of them are probably that. Advertisements? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so you usually might reflexively skip. Um, I just wanted to say that we are about to embark on our day one coverage of Westworld on HBO. Right. So if you like science fiction and if you like HBO and if you like westerns and weird robot 
ethical moral dilemma shit. Oh, I think they do. And meditations on free will and whatnot. You might check that out. Uh, it, or it debuts the first week of October. We'll have a preview podcast the week before, and we'll probably be releasing. I think that comes out on Sunday nights so or Tuesdays. Uh, also, Sess and I just restarted our American Horror Story coverage. Uh, first episode dropped for this season, season six. So if you like spooky stuff uh, for the month of October, you might want to check that out. Of course, you can see all that stuff on baldmove.com. Uh, what is the other thing? Oh, uh, we had just recently crossed our 20 million download mark. Mm-hmm. And we have this tradition where when we get to that point, we... Uh, do uh, uh, open Q&A. Like, you can ask us any question or anything you want our opinion or to want to know something about us, and we make a video about it and or answering all the questions and release it. It's about that time. Uh, if you want to get in on that action, there is a thread on the forums about it uh, on forums.baldmove.com, or you can mail that stuff in to QA, not QNA, not Q ampersand A, uh, QA at baldmove.com. Uh, also, I guess, yeah, I should do one of those advertisements and, yeah. uh, because the, the way we are able to generate all this content, uh, is that we are supported by you, the listener. There's two ways you can do that. Uh, go to club.baldmove.com and sign up for a club for a very low fee. You can get ad free feeds, uh, extra bonus feature content, VIP access to the forums, a bunch of other stuff. It's all outlined at club.baldmove.com and you can even get examples of it. Oh, that's the other thing. Walking Dead's coming back pretty soon. Right. One of our most popular features are our live watches, where we use a sync technology where you can sync up your live broadcast of the television with our commentary, where we just normally cut wise. Yeah. Uh, make funny remarks. Like, it's always fun when Eugene bites someone in the dick and we lose our shit uh-huh. about it. Uh, so that might be something you can check out. It's exclusive to the club. And finally, if uh, you don't want to do any of that stuff, if you do shop on Amazon, I'd certainly appreciate you spending your hard-earned e-coin by going to amazon.baldmove.com. That'll redirect you to Amazon. Now uh, you will have your shopping cart loaded with love uh, because everything you buy on that session, and that session only, uh, will contribute to our financial success. And it costs you nothing. So please remember, if you're on Amazon, to use amazon.baldmove.com before you start your shopping, and we would really appreciate it. Uh, okay, so feedback, yeah? Sure. Robot at baldmove.com is how you get uh, stuff to be considered on the show, or you can discuss it with your fellow fans at uh, our subreddit. Or mm-hmm. not subreddit, Jesus. Yeah, actually, just go to the subreddit, honestly. Reddit.com slash r slash Mr. Robot. Or forums at baldmove.com. We're the low-rent version of that. Um, Mia and Nico sent a joint email saying, after listening to the latest episode today where you guys considered Tyrell becoming part of Elliot after being killed by him, a la Breaking Bad, we had some thoughts. According wait, to wait, that, wait. Is this, a, is this an alter ego thing? Is, is this actually sure. two people, or is it a single person I with two personalities? I think it's a husband and a wife, I think. But I guess I trimmed okay. a lot of the intro. I'm questioning everything. Uh, you should. According to that logic, would it then imply that Elliot also killed his father? Not out of malice, perhaps, or anything mm. like that. Maybe just to push him out of his misery. Uh, maybe that's the reason why his mother won't acknowledge him in a nursing home. While a stretch, uh, not necessarily likely, if Elliot does indeed take on the persona of people he has killed, that would logically have to include his father. And that also would have messed him up so bad that it drove him nuts. Hmm. Would that be interesting, interesting that all the things that supposedly Mr. Robot that would have been very out of character have done to Elliot, that Elliot actually did to Mr. Robot? Could be. Like he shoved him out of the window. 
Although that doesn't make sense in context of the hospital scene, but again, yeah. they've they right. they have whitewashed a lot <laughs> lot worse fences. Yeah, the waters are so muddy at this point. Who um, knows? So Paul H says, "I'm not sure if this has been brought up before, but two things in the most recent podcasts have made me think of Star Wars." First, you guys mentioned the second season had our heroes scattered and brought up Lando Calrissian. Then I began to realize a lot of parallels between Star Wars and Mr. Robot. Yeah, Back to the Future getting too much love. Paul H. has said, too much, too much. It's, it's Star Wars time. Yep. You have siblings that kiss without knowing they're siblings. The big bad starts with E, Empire versus E Corp. Cole O'Leary, the big bad, Philip Price and Emperor seemingly have no end goal aside from attracting power. Does that make Cole be Darth Vader? I suppose so. All yeah. right. Uh, similarly, our heroes are rebels. Uh, season two has our heroes dispersed before coming back to the end to fight the big bad. Season one had our heroes plan out a mission by going to a supposedly impenetrable structure and exploiting a key weakness. Using the force is much like hacking. It's a source of a protagonist's power. Only a trained few can do it, and it elevates them above mere mortals. Uh, parenthetically, Jedi mind tricks versus social engineering. Hell, Elliot's hoodie could practically work as a robe. Protagonist has profound... Profound daddy issues and her father's identity is a huge twist. Uh, <laughs> Episode three, the moon has a turbo laser. There you go. Uh, of course, those parallels aren't perfect. Um, dark, how does Dark Army, White Rose, Joanna, and Dom fit into this? Will there be Ewoks in season three? But these similarities <laughs> to me are too spot on to be coincidence. There might be. We might get an all Ewok episode, <laughs> Caravan of Elliot. And I think you just... should go back to the original script for Je- Return of the Jedi that called for Wookiees. None of this teddy bear bullshit. I want a, right. I want a slave camp full of Wookiees rebelling against E-Corp. Um, <laughs> led by Han Solo, of course. Uh, will Philip Price try to seduce Elliot to join E-Corp since Tyrell is a failure? Who is Darth Vader in this scenario? Colby, of course. Is Sisko Han Solo? Is Dom like <laughs> Boba Fett going to suffer an ignominious fate? Is sleeping, in, yeah, is sleeping in through her alarm going to be like falling into the Sarlacc pit? Oh, yeah. Where a previously proficient character just inexplicably makes an error and slard, slides into a toothy vagina. Uh, and then sure. the vagina I'll... belches to add this rub in the humiliation. All valid questions. Uh, <laughs> Nick R says, the hate that Aaron has for Price. Okay, so I, shit, this is the one I wanted to read where he made the point about how if the FBI ignores a most wanted federal fugitive getting gunned down with a fed on the scene by masks, suicide committing motorcycle wielding assassins. It's, it's, it's insane too much. Uh, he also says, I think that FBI execution in China already feels underplayed as an international incident, whether the Chinese could really pawn it off as some sort of international terrorist activity or not. The blowback would be immense. Just look at Benghazi. Mm-hmm. By all rights, an automatic wielding assassin who's on the scene at the same time as the FBI and has no compunction about taking on federal agents should have all the alarm bells ringing. I agree. And none of the alarm bells are ringing. Yeah. Everyone is hitting snooze on the alarm bells. Uh, or forgetting to tell Alexa to wake them up. <laughs> right. So there you go, Nick. There's your credit. Uh, Todd B says, have either of you read Ready Player One? I know yeah. you have. I have not. So maybe you can help me on this. Sure. It's a novel by Ernest Klein that has Steven Spielberg currently making a major motion picture about it. I did not know that either. Uh, Now we know the show has problems with reality, but what if none of it is real? What if the entire world is similar to the one portrayed in Ready Player One? It's the Matrix. An idealized virtual society that has taken place in the real world because the real world has fallen into decay. 
a world where you only see what is placed in your visor and you have some choice as to what that is. It makes Elliot's prison stay seem more like a virtual reality diversion and makes the Full House episode seem more possible, especially in terms of the Ready Player One universe where such occurrences would be commonplace or even normal. Right. Uh, is that true? Like, I don't... Is Ready Player One essentially a society where everyone just puts on virtual reality helmets and checks out of the depressing real world? Yeah. Essentially us in 30 years? Yeah, I mean, they go to school in VR, they... They do everything in VR. Hmm. Yeah. Do they eat in VR? Well, no. But what I'm saying is like, what, oh, what I do mean they is like, like, do they eat like baby food and but it tastes meals? like steak because they're... No, no, no. It's not like a, a Matrix sort of thing. They okay. they can take the helmets off. They have a real world persona. Like, It's just real shitty? Yeah. Yeah. Well, for a certain class of people, sure. It's uh, mostly shitty. So it's um, like bread and circuses for the underclass, essentially? Is it like what? Bread and circuses. Like the, what the Roman emperors like... Uh, uh, our, so, yeah. our poor populations got nothing going for them. So we'll have gladiatorial games for free and we'll, we'll hand out bread just to keep them from rebelling and rioting. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, I like, I'm not sure what he means when he describes this as an idealized world. <laughs> well, like the fact because the world you choose to live but... in ready player one is an idealized world. It feels more to me like the oh, matrix where, okay, I see where it's, a construct that we will accept. Gotcha. You know, it's not idealized. It's something that our minds can can cope with. And, you know, we've got a little bit of Zion happening here. Right. Uh, in closing, when the two motorcycle assassins rode up on the restaurant and the crosswalk counted down to the inevitable execution of their plan, I couldn't help but think that it almost seemed like they were, quote-unquote, on rails. Right. That they were in sync with the, quote-unquote, system carrying out their job with calculated precisions. I think of the recognizers from Tron or the agents from The Matrix... Mr. Alderson mm-hmm. compared to Mr. Anderson. Pretty good. Uh, the Dark Army looks less like an international crime syndicate and more like avatars carrying out the bidding of a computer system, eliminating threats with the speed and efficiency that some might classify as abnormal. They root out and destroy rogue programs the same way an antivirus program does. If we follow the Matrix model, that could also be why they readily shoot themselves in the heads. I mean, Sam Esmail basically did an extended cut out of Fight Club for the first season. What's to stop him from ripping off other movie twists? Nothing. I think they're they're kind of leaning toward a Matrix-like thing. I mean, that could be the other thing, right? Yeah. That Angela believes in, that humanity's better off in this Matrix that they're constructing. Yeah, or she's, have constructed. She's, she's taking the cipher. And that also explains deal. a lot of the stuff that seems super far-fetched about the Android stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, how, like, really? Why you can mentally will things into existence. And... Yeah. <laughs> right. And, I mean... And how you can kind of mind control people and... That kind right. of stuff. So I never felt like I got enough of the Matrix world. Right. Um, I felt like the last movie is kind of a turd, uh-huh. but like if I could still go back to that world. And I was really, I remember, I never played it, but I really followed the Matrix MMO mm-hmm. and like was impressed by how they continued that storyline. I guess if Mr. Robot went to a Matrix, there would be worse things. And and I don't sure, th- yeah. I don't know about them doing like the ninja battle gunfights and flying right. around and all that stuff, but like some kind of gritty cyberpunk noir would be yeah, just as up my alley as a gritty realistic hacker thriller. Yeah, and maybe you know you eliminate the kung fu from the Matrix. Yeah, keep and you it have a bit them more solve grounded. it solve it with hacking. Yeah, because that's that's the forte. Like you don't need to solve the problem with flying kicks. Sure. Um. What if what if they just hire Hugo Weaving for this final episode and that's like stage two? 
they go and meet Hugo Weaving in. If Philip Price crashes in a plane crash and they recast the the head of E Corp with Hugo Weaving, uh-huh. I'm totally in. <laughs> totally in. <laughs> okay. Uh, Tristan from Chicago says, I've started to wonder how much of a hand White Rose and Dark Army have had in Elliot's life. Some have theorized that the gas leak in Washington Township was a purposeful and planned, which seems backed up by this episode, but is it possible that there is way more to this manipulation than we thought? I've wanted to propose the theory that Dark Army White Rose has been manipulating Elliot for a very long time, possibly since before the Washington Township leak ever even happened. Throughout the season, White Rose has talked about how she does not believe in accidents or happenstance and ponders on things like alternate Berenstain Bear universes where certain scenarios or choices have played out differently. She even admitted to having enough power to cause an unsuspicious plane crash of the previous E-Corp leader. Is it possible that Elliot's entire antisocial and computer nerd lifestyle has been all a product of nearly lifelong manipulation and social engineering by White Rose, all with the eventual goal of using him as a pawn in her larger game? Uh... Mr. Robot has dealt with a lot of the social engineering side of hacking, and White Rose heavily implied this week that it was no coincidence that Elliot and Angela's parents were killed in the leak, and they'd possibly died for greater cause than simple corporate oversight. Perhaps they were manipulating several potential pawns, including Angela, and Elliot was simply the most promising or responsive. Uh, I want to interject here my own thought, which this would explain why Darlene felt left out, because she wasn't special. Hmm. You know, that, like, that, that... You know, the elder Mr. Alderson was aware of this project on some level and was giving Elliot all the attention. Uh Um, It's kind of like an Ender's Game story. Like, you remember, like, there's a subplot about Ender's brother and sister because they weren't as special, but they were still doing, like, that would be kind of a cool angle Mm -hmm. that, like, maybe... If if you take this genetic manipulation to the, like that they were in some kind of breeding program to do some kind of ultimate human, Darlene was, like, the fizzle... Right. And Elliot was the sizzle. Uh, <laughs> anyway, White Rose's no accidents outlook has been repeated several times this season, so it feels like something will be very important to the reveal of Phase 2 and her big plans. Surely they could have not have made Elliot insane, um, but they could have manipulated his life in such a way that his intensity manifested as strongly as it did, or I'm sorry, his insanity manifested as strongly as it did, knowing that he could <laughs> play a, case of a vital role. a mistaking density for destiny? Yes, it is your <laughs> is intensity. Is that a Back to the Future homage <laughs> you just made? Sure. Uh, so I, I, I agree that this could be a uh-huh. thing that they're going for here. Right. The way I'm choosing to read it, uh, and and White Rose's comments about I don't believe in accidents as more like a philosophical outlook on events that right. occur. Um, it's more like we're we're going to adjust and adapt and use these things uh, as opportunities to accomplish our end goal. Not as I don't I don't think there are freak things that happen. Like you can you it, I it's not as concrete as like. A happens, so B will happen. Yeah, it's not like that, but it's it's more like adjusting to it after the fact. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. It's it's a philosophical thing, not a reality based right thing. In, in my mind, I mean, it could certainly be a lot more like he's describing there. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I think I think it just seems more and more unescapable that there is some kind of artificial construct involved in all this and right. whether it's i'm about to read this giant mk ultra hacking bullshit <laughs> right i'm just saying it's not bullshit it's but but you know what i'm saying like 
it, it's it, I don't know if it's human engineering. I don't know if it's bioengineering. I don't know if it's cyber engineering. I don't know if it's mental conditioning. It's Manchurian candidate stuff. But there's there is another layer to this world that that we're not seeing right now. And I just don't know how fantastic they're going to make that. And I don't mean fantastic in the right on sense. I mean, fantastic, like the Harry Potter sense of the word. Let me ask you this. If I'm a time traveler. And I have no evidence that you're not. Right. Well, I think we have. Yeah. Yeah. You have no evidence that I'm not. Um, If I'm a time traveler, I can go back in time and I can try to arrange events to happen in a certain way that produce the outcome I desire. Right. And if I do that enough times, eventually I'm going to get it right. Yeah? You're again spoiling you have, the Primer podcast, but sure. You you have an infinite amount of time to get it right, and therefore you will get it right. Uh-huh. Now, one person may not have an infinite amount of time. This is right. the, you're not prolonging your own life, but a dedicated effort, sustained effort over time would produce the end result that you're looking for. Sure. It's infinite monkeys, except for instead of infinite monkeys, you have, you're giving one monkey infinite time. Right. To write Shakespeare. Yeah. Uh, could that be what we see in play here? And that's why she doesn't believe in accidents. That's why, but why is time people, so- are, people are being the, manipulated over and over and over again in this single timeline with alternate outcomes, like the universes she's talking about splitting off. Why doesn't... So if she's a time... Oh, okay. Because that explains also why she views time as precious. Right. Because she herself is aging. She's got this iteration. I mean, the Adventure Zone is essentially doing this right now in their campaign. Oh, really? Uh, But yeah, why couldn't this be a scenario where she is time traveling over and over and over and arranging events just this exact one way? And we're seeing one iteration of it, Mm -hmm. but maybe we're seeing the one... Yeah. That's the most interesting or the the one one. that works or... It's kind of like that thing where, like, if you imagine, you know, you play a game like Mario and you fall into pits and get bit by a Goomba and the turtle shell kills you a million times. But that one time, if you string together all of your successes where you never died, like, there is a version Uh of Mario that went through the entire game without dying and killed Bowser. Right. So, yeah, we are now watching that most interesting, most perfect take of hers. Yeah. Her speed run through the Mr. Robot universe. Maybe even White Rose's final attempt. I mean, she she might die at the end of this. Like, she looks like that's the thing. Like this this time portal make it closed out. I like, guess if I was going to go in that thing, I would make the character older. Okay, because or yeah. I mean that's yeah, that's the other thing. It's like if you go back in time, why wouldn't that also de-age you? I guess. Well, I I don't know because you're traveling relative. You are, you are the anchoring point, I guess, of your own timeline, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that's, time travel is always problematic because it just doesn't seem. It's kind of like going faster than the speed of light. There's no right. real way to look at physics and see that time travel, as it's play, as it's depicted in popular culture, would actually work. Obviously, so. but I mean, that could be even the Back to the Future homage is like, look, sure, yeah, this bullshit doesn't this work out. F- Don't think about yeah, it too yeah, much. You but... swallowed the DeLorean. You're going to nitpick this. Fuck you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. All right. Uh, Greg Von B says about to start the Wednesday's show from a DVR and the episode description comes up. Uh, I've enclosed a photo, but the, the description of the episode reads angel Angela makes an acquaintance. Darlene realizes she is in too deep. A friend, old friend reveals everything to Elliot. You can probably see where my email is going. This episode does not reveal Darlene's fate at all. 
Obviously, I assume she's going to make it, but I don't think we're supposed to definitively know that just yet. Well, so this keep in mind, this was supposed to be a two-part episode aired back to back to back to back to back. But this doesn't seem like the description of the combined episode. Although, I guess, Darlene, yeah, maybe. Maybe. When was that decision made? Because I feel like, because I noticed that was, when I sat down to notice, I actually noticed that as well. But I didn't think anything of it because my mind was blown and I was reeling. I'm like, how am I going to podcast about this? In less than 48 hours. Right, but, like, if we assume that Tyrell is actually taking Elliot to to discover what stage two is, uh-huh. that would apply, certainly to Elliot, right? Yeah. We've got to deal with... we got to know whether Darlene's alive or not at the end of the next episode. Right. And if so all is this that, was supposed to be aired so is that together... An, so that's just another horseshit. This is because they, they, in the description of the show, they spoil something that's supposed to be a mystery anyway. Supposed to be a cliffhanger. Oh right, whether or not Darlene is alive. Right, and then Cisco. Yeah, I'm sure. I don't know. I don't know. A lot of weird scheduling choices the show's making for a show that's already been renewed, and the USA doesn't seem to care about ads and all that revenue. Like, why are they fucking with the airing? Well, why would they? I mean, Suits does double the fucking viewership of this show. That's like, insane. Has it really slipped that bad? Like, I don't know. It's like seven hundred thousand. Oh, okay. People. It's got a point seven audience share, whereas like Suits has one point eight. Wow. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. Suits is a bad show. Well, I mean, I don't know that's true, but it, it's... I do. Okay. You I watched, watched a couple of episodes. Have? Suits is a bad show. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, Kenneth P., here's the MK Ultra one, and then we'll be done, I think. Okay. Yes. Um, he says, maybe I'm just a fantastical bastard and a show like Mr. Robot just isn't mysterious enough for me, but the idea that this could all be explained with some sort of CIA backlog experiment, such as MK Ultra, is just too juicy for me not to bite into. All right. For background on MK Ultra, basically all you need to know is that it was a CIA program designed to discover mind control techniques include using chemical, biological, and radiological means. Uh, all other techniques included hypnosis, with subjects learned to recall and learn complex written matter uh, by be, having their memories enhanced hypnotically. Another form of testing was done with electroconvulsive therapy at 30 to 40 times uh, the normal power, normal in this case being 90 yeah. to 120 watts of electricity. That's straight-up Nazi shit right there. Sure. <laughs> but it also could possibly explain the brownouts if Elliot was decontextualizing this environment again. Also, by the way, MK Ultra was done without the participants' uh, consent or knowledge. And apparently some Canadian said, I don't, I honestly don't know how this isn't a bigger thing. Like I not, you, right. if, you if you listen to me, you know, I'm not a big conspiracy it's because theorist, it comes out but this years. is why we have conspiracy theorists. Right, right. Exactly. Cause there are, there are things that we've done and we just can't get that mad about something that happened 40 years ago. Right. I mean, nobody's there. Nobody's fucking around to prosecute. No, like, right. How do you hold a, a, the current government accountable for things that happened 40 years ago? That's why the secret court stuff is bullshit and opening files. You take 40 Obama later, down, you strip, you strip, you, you take his pants down, uh, you spank him yeah. uh, right there, and and, and You're right. in, in front, front of Lincoln Memorial, you put mom. him over Abe Lincoln's knee, and yet yes, you switch him, yes, switch him in front of his mom, that in front of his mom, yeah, and have her look disapprovingly, and then that's so that's you know. <laughs> I mean, it was like this thing's like, what does that do? It does nothing. It doesn't do anything to the fuckers that are dead no, now. Of course not. And you know, like Obama, like if yeah. Obama was uh, was up to some shady shit, like being born in the Congo, would he be yeah. thinking, "Well, I don't really want my predecessor, you know, Jeb Bush the Fifth, to be caned on on Lincoln's <laughs> right. knee?" So I better not do it. Like, right? There's that's uh, it's and fun. and when you're and when you're forty years in the future, spanking an android, does he even feel it? 
Does he even feel it? In many ways, the world we actually live in is more bizarre than Mr. Robot. Some ways, yeah. Uh, anyway, so this increased electricity could ex- possibly explain the brownouts. I mean, I don't know if you can pump that much ma- power into someone's brain. Um, okay. So, so every time we see the brownout, it's like a ripple shock effect well, through Elliot's think, consciousness. Well, they are suggesting something like that 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 the brownouts are connected to some kind of glo- like some kind of localized change in the space time continuum. Perhaps. Did you ever think a sentence like that would be uttered when we started <laughs> this podcast? No. Okay. No. Uh, the goals of MK Ultra's mind altering feats is to find substances reliable in the use of mind control. Listed as materials and physical methods that will produce amnesia for events preceding and during their use, substances which alter personality structure in such a way that the tendency of the recipient to become dependent upon another person is enhanced, material which will cause mental confusion of such a type that the individual under its influence will find it difficult to maintain a fabrication under questioning. And again, you can read all this stuff on Wikipedia, and if you know anything about Wikipedia's politics, you know that. Everything that made it into the MK Ultra article is the most non-controversial and easily sourced factual right. information about the program this is not like the worst this is just the middle of the road survived multiple edits and you know people bickering back and forth about it mm-hmm. uh now mk ultra was of course broken up in 1973 of course but there has been current cia operatives who have claimed that it would be irresponsible to believe that these tests aren't being performed currently under some other name it's possible that in the Mr. Robot universe, the children of the people affected by the Washington Township leak were rounded up for questioning and taken into an MK Ultra project or similar to become future puppets. Elliot then has frequent memory loss and struggles to understand what's reality or his head or as well as being reliant on drugs at times. Well, let me ask you. Let me ask you why on that. Well, let me because if I want... Well, specifically that point. Like, why take the children of the people who were directly involved in this accident? What's the purpose of that? That seems to just draw what a connection if, where none needs to be. What if Mr. Robot and Angela's parents were complicit and they were eliminated to, you know... Like they're dosing their kids with drugs? Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, like they're, they're like, this is this is actually, okay. you know, a, a parent involved in... Exp- I mean, that's not breaking any new ground. We've seen that just in the last, files, uh, last episode sure. of the X-Files. There's a little bit of that in uh stranger things like that that's right. that's a recurring science fiction horror trope that you know the sacred bond between child and parents perverted to some greater end right but then well, i thought what but then mr alderson and angela's mom they know too much so they have to be eliminated somehow mr robots or uh, elliot's mom found out about it so she mm-hmm. had to get her mind scrambled like it's okay. a cover-up sure i suppose that could be true i i was reading there that he was saying like the accident itself was the dosing ah like radiation could be but but then why the kids weren't around that's not the kids thing uh well his uh, testicles got dosed those were around after elliot was oh, born i mean yeah, right. <laughs> what does that have to do with anything well time travel oh they fair. dosed his nuts yep. had him go back in time pregnant yeah there you go oh. that's a south park <laughs> episode i'm pretty sure mm-hmm. uh anyway here's the interesting here's another interesting part about it um in some of the tests being performed on the project, trigger words were put in place to activate memories or commands. I thought yeah. of this when I saw Elliot being released from prison and Darlene whispering to his ear. Everyone wrote it off as Esmail being pretentious and paying homage to Lost in Translation. But I never for once thought that this was just some looking for other instances. Wait, this is just something like that. Bad edit on my point part. 
Uh, I went looking for other instances of Darlene influence, and of course, in the Halloween scene from this season, Darlene brings up their dad when she sees that Elliot has his jacket and hat. She suggests he puts it on, and then he instantly goes into his Mr. Rowat persona. We later find out in episode 8 of season 1 that Darlene is Elliot's sister, and she says, Did you forget? Again? In the next episode, Angela asks why Darlene cares about finding Elliot since they were never close growing up. She also asks, why are you guys hanging out so much? Which begs the question, is there a reason Elliot wouldn't want Darlene in his life if he was of a stable mind? Then there's Darlene's story to Cisco about being abducted when she was a kid and not wanting to go back home. She says she was only gone for a day, but she could be lying or misinformed. Mm-hmm. So my theory is that Elliot, Darlene, and Angela were all involved in some kind of MK Ultra type experiment designed to implant triggers to cause the global destruction, which is imminent. And Darlene could be the adoptive pet of one of the scientists administering or running the project, seeing as she wanted to be anywhere but home. I feel like this is probably, in my opinion, the most plausible scenario that doesn't involve appeals to time travel or Android technology. Okay. Like, this is something that yeah, really I, happened in our world, and it's right. a slight sign. The, the thing is, is that I think that's wrong with this. The CIA was just wrong. Like, you can't fucking make people Superman by pumping electricity. Like, it, it right, seems right. like the CIA read a whole bunch of pulp comic books, and like, well, shit, it could all be true, and this you got the men staring at goats thing, right? Right, but I wouldn't blame them for exploring those options. Uh, well, that's you know, what I'm if saying. There if there were consent. I mean, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, in, it's so crazy to think, like, that we invented nuclear bombs and then hydrogen bombs and we went to the moon and like all this like endless and radio all this stuff was new and people were just fucking with it right like carelessly and mm-hmm. recklessly in a lot of t- and and illegally and immorally sure um yeah. so but the only thing that's super surprising is how we ended up getting the moral upper hand over like the not i guess that's that's why we won world war Two. <laughs> We were able to, right? You know, hang those guys and 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 let our guys get off scot free, which yeah. makes me feel the super winner. Good. The winner writes the history books. Yeah. Yep. Yep. The winner decides what is and isn't moral. Yep. And what is and isn't real. In, yeah. In perhaps this case, uh, can I just say one last thing? Sure. I feel like everybody's getting caught up in the minutia of exactly what is happening here, and people are people have stopped looking at the big picture, which is. Why? Why does White Rose want to cause the collapse of the entire world economy? Why? She asserts it for the greater good. Right, but what greater good? Like, if you... What is that end goal? Right, like, this started off as, like... you're getting stuck in, like, is Elliot an android? Like You're right, but why? All that kind of stuff, but why? What's the point? Because we started off with the Snowden-esque crusade to eliminate the undue influence over corporations and governments in our life. Right. And now we're at robots and time travel. But you're right, the mission changed. Like, we thought we were doing the one thing and we're doing something else. What did it change into? That's a great question. And and what, what is the next level of humanity and why is that important? For specifically for like White Rose and the people she's working with, I I don't have the answer. Right, no one no, has the answer right. yet. Sam Esmail may not even have the answer. He better, and it better come next week. It better. I'm with you. Okay, uh, I think that's about it. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, that 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 feels like a pretty well rounded episode, and I hope everybody. I know there's a lot of people that just eat this shit up and think it's better than ever. Right. Um, obviously, we're not the, but we haven't given up yet. No, we're, no. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I'm, inve- I'm, I'm invested, and I want to see what happens next week. And even if season two just ends in the dumps, 
I think they could salvage it season three. They do just they need have, to, but, but do, what? So what do they need to do for you? They to need get to lean more into the plot. Into season they need to three. lean into plot. They need to lean into character. And saying, not what so need- much art and mystery. Like, but, but what do they need to do next episode for you to have the confidence that you're going to be excited for season three? Explain what the hell's up with phase two and what White Rose's plan is. Why she's involved in this. What does she care? What is this project? They need to give me concrete information on that. And if they don't... Asking for her motivations, too I think, much. might be a big ask. Motivations, maybe, but project, okay. like how, what is she how, doing? What, where, yes. Yeah. Why, I think, might be a question left for season three, and I'd be fine with. That's fine. And, and you can prolong the mystery of like this battle between Philip and White Rose. Do you need to know okay if Tyrell's real? I think we need to know yeah. if Tyrell's real. Yeah, they but I, I don't even that. know if you can explain. I don't even know if you can reground that. That's what I mean, like, when oh. I talk about Elliot. So even if they assert insane. absolutely yeah. that, like, what is proof in a, in a Mr. Robot sense of the word? Right. How do you ever know what's real again? Because we're talking about, is this a fucking dream with Angela? Uh-huh. I mean, that, that people are theorizing about Angela maybe having split personalities now. Sure. Like, you can't reground this show in a lot of ways. And I don't know how to determine what's real and what isn't anymore. And I don't think you can ever put the genie back in that bottle. Okay. with this show which is what has me most worried well we will we will see in just uh five short days yeah so we will see you next week in the meantime again robot at baldmove.com or forums that baldmove.com and we'll see you next week see you bye